All right, good morning. It is Glenn Clark Radio. I am Glenn Clark. Voice only slightly back. Gonna keep grinding it out. We got a uh, tie, we got a Tyus Bowser show coming up tonight. Special guest Devin Duvernay is going to join Tyus this evening. We will be at the Hamilton Sports Bar and Grill. That's breaking news. Uh, it is not. We announced it yesterday, but oh, okay. uh, glad breaking you're paying news. attention. That's uh, that's definitely a good sign. When it's breaking news for Glenn Clark Radio listeners. Uh, no, I mean if you're listening to this show, you probably should be following us on social. I, I mean I. Well. Anyway, uh, um, exciting. Yes, that I agree with. That part, on the third try, you finally got it right. It is exciting. Devin Duvernay will join Tyus Bowser this evening. We will be at the Hamilton Sports Bar and Grill on Harford Road. Tyus Bowser Show is a partnership of Press Box and Great Eights Memorabilia. It's brought to you by Maryland Vascular Specialist, the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. If you want to find out more, you can go to pressboxonline.com slash Bowser in order to do that. But it's very simple. Tonight. 7 o'clock. I mean, I would get there a little bit early because you never know when there's going to be a huge crowd and you're going to be left out as far as trying to get a table. But I would just uh, start showing up maybe a little bit after 6 for the Tyus Bowser Show at the Hamilton Sports Bar and Grill on Harford Road. Your opportunity to uh, rub elbows with two stars. And we will definitely need to talk to Tyus Bowser about his Halloween costume from last night. He looks good. Yo. Uh, women of Baltimore need you to maybe slow it down a little bit with Tyus this evening. Need you to, I, I get it. I, I get it. It's been a while since I had seen Tyus with his shirt off. I was like, Oh, hello. What, what, what are we doing here? And I started to think some things. Uh, we're going to talk to Tyus about that this evening. Of course, if you missed the show live, we will have it for you throughout the rest of the week here on GCR. You'll also be able to hear it Friday night on 105.7 The Fan. The Tyus bowser show okay now as far as what's coming up on the program today we will find out more about roquan smith alex brown former bears defensive end now an analyst with nbc sports chicago he will check in with us a bit later tell us about the new ravens linebacker jeremy Kahn. we missed him yesterday because we were doing the hoops preview we will catch up with him a little bit later on in the show also santi aldama you you heard him briefly uh, chime in when uh, Tavares Hardy was in here with us yesterday. Uh, we did. We did record that uh, with Santi Aldama, and so we will play it for you today. And uh, in just a few minutes, Joe Serpico is going to join us. Pressboxonline.com fantasy football analyst will preview waiver wire Wednesday. Online sports betting will be starting in Maryland in the next few weeks. Pressbox is your source for the best offers and sign-up incentives. Starting now, you can get a $100 pre-registration credit from our friends at FanDuel by going to PressBoxOnline.com offers. That $100 credit is in addition to the new user promo code that you will get when they go live. Just go to PressBoxOnline.com offers right now to get your $100 FanDuel pre-registration bonus credit. That's PressBoxOnline.com offers. I don't know how anyone could have a negative reaction to the Ravens acquiring Roquan Smith, which doesn't mean that it's a bad deal for the Bears either. I think sometimes trades can just be logical. I thought the Bears would get more than what they got for Roquan Smith. So, you know, ultimately I was wrong. We talked about Roquan Smith a lot, both here and on the radio show. In fact, we had a caller who brought up Roquan on Sunday when Reed and I were over there, and I just said, I think it's a pipe dream. I think the the price is too much. 
Um, look, the, the math isn't hard to do here, and I think everybody spent yesterday doing the math on Roquan Smith. Either the Ravens bring him back, it's going to cost them a lot of money, or they swapped a second-round pick for a third-round pick, and it cost them a fifth, right? Like, they swapped a second round for a third rounder because they're going to get a third rounder as far as compensation for Roquan Smith. He's undoubtedly going to sign a massive contract. So they they lose a night two pick, but they get one back. They move down a little bit in the draft for a half a season of Roquan Smith, and they give up a fifth rounder. I'd like to think the Ravens would make a run at signing Roquan Smith. Now, I get it. It's going to be awkward, right? They're not going to have the franchise tag at their disposal. We don't think, unless for some reason, you know, they get something done with Lamar Jackson before then. Seems unlikely at this point. They're going to have to be aggressive quickly to try to get something done. And Roquan Smith, much like Lamar Jackson, also doesn't have an agent, which makes it complicated. So... I don't feel great about it. There was a lot of squabbling about that yesterday. Like, well, the Ravens wouldn't make this move. They're not paying this price unless they know they can sign Roquan Smith. I, I don't think that's the case. I don't think that's the case at all. And I give the Ravens credit for being willing to say, hey, let's kind of go all in is unfair. It's not all in. Let's make a logical move to better the football team. Roquan Smith is a wrecker. Roquan Smith is a game changer. Roquan Smith is special. Now, he's not an edge rusher, and I get it. We've all wanted the Ravens to prioritize edge rusher. He's helpful. He can certainly impact getting after quarterbacks. But no, he's not an edge rusher. He'll be a true Mike, you would assume for the rest of the season here in Baltimore, allowing Patrick Queen to play at the weak side where he's played his best football. I, I, I like this. I like this in a vacuum. In a vacuum, only looking at this, I don't know how you don't like it. Roquan Smith is special. One of the things we've talked about a lot in recent years is who, who's special? Who's a game changer? On this roster, Lamar Jackson, obviously. Mark Andrews, we would say, is a game changer. For a minute, Marlon Humphrey looked like a game changer, and when he's at his best, he still has the ability to be that. But, uh, you know, I don't know. If Ronnie Stanley truly is trending back the way that we think he is to being Ronnie Stanley, Ronnie Sta- a healthy Ronnie Stanley is a game changer. And Justin Tucker, but he's a kicker. It's a limited list of game changers the Ravens have presented. Maybe Tyler Linderbaum becomes a game changer. We'll see. We've seen some things that are very good in terms of his trajectory. But again, it's limited because he's a center. We're talking about a true game-changing talent. You can't get me to have a negative feeling about this. The weird part about the reaction to Roquan Smith seems to be the belief of many 
that the Ravens are continuing to prioritize the wrong spots on the football field. You'll hear these things. You'll hear you're really giving up a second-round pick for an off-ball linebacker. You'll hear, here we go again, it's always defense, it's never offense. You'll hear, you know, the what's the meme from, um, oh, God, the, the, the show... Oh man, I feel like such a stupid right now. What's the what's the show in the pawn shop? Is it Pawn Stars? Oh, yeah, is that yeah, what it was? Stars. Where they're like, um, you know, I'm I'm looking for a wide receiver. Best I can do is oh, an yeah, inside yeah, linebacker, <laughs> right? Like, is that Pawn Stars? Is that what that show yeah, is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I never watched that yeah, show. I'm sorry. Yeah, best I can do is an inside linebacker. You'll hear those things, and I get it. It's a different conversation. There's two different conversations there. The first conversation is. The move they made. And I don't know how there could be any reaction to the move that they made that's anything other than cool, worth it, anything like that. Is there an opportunity cost? Uh, my buddy Josh Charles and I were tweeting about that yesterday. Like, I, Does it take them out of whatever wide receiver market might have existed at the deadline? I'm I'm not inclined to believe that having traded their second round pick, the Ravens are likely to turn around and deal a first round pick. Now, could they, now that they know that they have a compensatory third in play, if they don't re-sign Roquan Smith, could they consider trading their own third round pick? I I guess. And we talked about that with Sean Salisbury last week. Like, you want Brandon Cooks? Give up a third-round pick. Well, maybe the Ravens say to themselves, we've, we've, we've replaced our third-round pick. And again, I don't know if, if they're operating under the assumption that they're not signing Roquan Smith. I don't think that they're... I, I, it would be strange to me if they've already made that decision. But perhaps they're willing to consider it. They're at least willing to think about it because of it. My gut would tell me that they probably don't want to do that. I mean, they've already given up two draft picks, and the Ravens don't like giving up draft picks. So, I'm in a tricky spot. Yeah, I mean, just everything seems odd. Like, the timing of Like, they announce Bateman is out for a couple weeks, and then they make a trade for a linebacker. So, it's like, it, it just seems very clear that trade for a wide it just makes a wide receiver trade even more unlikely because now now it's kind of evident that the ravens if they are trying to yeah i don't make i don't make too much of that i don't i don't i don't make too much of that i really don't now like i think that that if you want to read something into that it's more like um you know maybe maybe if maybe they knew that they couldn't and that's the reason why they said it right like maybe they knew maybe they'd explored the market for wide receivers and they had just said dude there's nothing here we we can't do it. Like wh- whatever market you think exists does not. Um, the Texans are asking for a, a first rounder for Brandon Cooks, and nobody's doing that. I'm I'm saying these things hypothetically. Okay. <laughs> hypothetically, they've said we've explored the market. We're not paying. The Panthers are asking for a king's ransom for DJ Moore. They want to focus around DJ Moore moving forward. They're saying yeah, he's available, but you got to pay us. A first-round pick plus. We're not doing that. The Texans are asking for something unreasonable for Brandon Cooks. The, the wide receiver market is not real. It's not legitimate. So it is what it is. 
We know the answer. I I think the idea, like the idea that suddenly this means that teams are going to try to hold the Ravens hostage because they acknowledged that Rashad Bateman was going to miss a few weeks. I, my guess is the Ra- the t- those teams weren't really trading those players to begin with. I, I just don't buy too much into that. I, I, I don't think there's a team that's sitting there saying to themselves, we'll trade this guy for this price but if you're if you're missing a wide receiver, the price is going to be this, or we're not going to trade the guy, right? Like I, I just don't find. I think I get it. There have been teams that have made really bad trades over the years. I understand that. The Texans stand out among them. I, I find it really hard to believe that these guys that work with each other every day are suddenly going to go in and say, you know what, I was going to make this deal, but now I'll only make this deal for this price that I know you're not going to pay. I don't I don't make too much of that. Is it odd? Does it feel like something that like John Harbaugh doesn't typically like talking about injuries to begin with? Does it feel like something that maybe he just might have kept closer to his vest for another 24 hours? Yeah, I mean, it feels that way. Sure. It's just hard for me to figure out. Um I perhaps once they did the Roquan deal or knew the Roquan deal was coming, they, they looked at the wide receiver market and just said, this is a price we're willing to pay for a player. The wide receiver market doesn't have a player like this available. This is obviously unique, right? The Bears decided they weren't going to be able to re-sign Roquan Smith. Roquan Smith was done in Chicago. So they were inclined to make a deal. So despite the fact that Roquan Smith's player value is probably a little bit more than a second and a fifth round pick, they were willing to make the deal because they knew they weren't keeping Roquan Smith around. They weren't doing anything with him this year and they weren't going to be able to keep him around moving forward. So they were either going to get a compensatory pick for him, which would have been a third rounder, or they could do slightly better with a second rounder. The Bears were inclined to make a deal. I keep trying to say this about DJ. I'd love to have DJ Moore. I'm obsessed with DJ Moore. But I've never thought it to be, like the people that keep trying to say, well, you can't pay a first-round pick for DJ Moore. Dude, why do you think the Panthers are just running DJ Moore out of town? He's already been paid. They want to... Are you pretending like the Panthers are just okay with stinking for the next five years? They're going to want to get a quarterback. Unlike last year, next year sets up to be a pretty good draft class for quarterbacks. Last year's draft class stunk. So they just decided to go with the stopgap and Baker Mayfield, which clearly didn't work. So now they set themselves up to have the ability to draft a quarterback next year. And when they do that, they'd probably like to have someone for that quarterback to throw the football to. Roquan Smith was logical. It made sense for the Bears to deal Roquan Smith. It doesn't make sense for the Panthers to trade DJ Moore. So in order to get DJ Moore, you're going to have to overpay. Now, I've said before, at some point, the Ravens need to overpay for a wide receiver. They had their opportunity to get guys at reasonable prices. I'll never be over Stephon Diggs. Never. In a million years, I'll never wake up and say, I understand. So I agree that at some point, you're going to have to pay more than what the cost is. The Ravens don't like doing that. So if the Panthers are saying, uh, 
we can talk about DJ Moore, but I mean, it's a first round pick to start the conversation. And it's probably more than that. We need something that alters our franchise if we're dealing away our franchise player. Then what do the Ravens say back? Oh, okay, sure. I mean, we have this opportunity to go do this with Roquan Smith, but we'd rather overpay you. I Somebody I understand is listening to this and saying yes. That's The wide receiver position is more important. Do that. And I get it. I do. I understand. It's not that I don't feel some amount of disappointment to the fact that this probably takes them out of the high-end wide receiver market. Is it impossible the Ravens could swing a deal for somebody today? Some sort of wide receiver? Not at all. I, I can't believe that they really think that Deshaun Jackson can be their answer. I just refuse to believe that. John Harbaugh says that Deshaun Jackson will probably play against the Saints on Monday night. I can't believe that they actually think that. Keep wondering what the Elijah Moore price is. I I, I still don't know why the Jets would trade Elijah Moore. I'm still coming back to that. Why? You can say it's awkward. Just because his comments are so weird. It's awkward, but why are you dealing him? For what purpose? Get a get another draft pick. For, so you're going to trade what was a high draft pick for a a middle round draft pick and say that's a good way for you to run your organization? Not not necessarily. I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it it doesn't it it doesn't. St- Which doesn't mean that he might not get dealt. Like he might. It might be that they think it's so toxic that they have no choice. But on paper, it comes off more like we want it to be something that a team would do. Because we think that Elijah Moore could be fixed somewhere else or would be a thing somewhere else versus it actually making sense for them to do. The Jets, while I get it, Zach Wilson looked like doo-doo on Sunday, and I think most of us are skeptical about their ability to be competitive all season long. They are in this. The idea of them just trading for the sake of trading, I think it's the same thing. You'd have to overpay for Elijah Moore. The Ravens have already done... They gave up a draft pick because they knew, worst case scenario, they're getting compensatory pick back. That's their move. That's what they do. Am I, you know, again, if there's some world where the Jets just decide today, we can't do this anymore. It's toxic. And they have to move on? Sure, let's talk. I I would be surprised that they would want to trade him within the AFC. I don't think they'd want to do that. I just don't think it's likely. I think you have to be looking for a very specific circumstance in order to be able to make a deal. Brandon Cooks always kind of made more sense because you could see a scenario by which the Texans just say, hey, this this isn't changing us. Joe Douglas loves Ravens players. Maybe we could toss him some who, player. Who? Joe Douglas loves Ravens players. Who? What player? I don't know. We'll figure it out. The Bears got A.J. Klein. It was a throwaway. I know. Like, I, I just don't. I want it to be done. I don't know why you're so obsessed with Elijah Moore. Because he's an Ole Miss receiver. Last Ole Miss receiver that was a high-round draft pick. Yeah, Laquan Treadwell was an Ole Miss wide receiver, too. How'd that work out? DK Metcalf's pretty good. That's I understand that. Was. But the notion that every, you know, uh, uh, Torrey Smith and Darius Hayward Bay were both Maryland wide receivers. Like, the idea that every player that plays a position at a certain college um, works out is, is nonsense. I mean, come on, man. I, I'm not, and I'm not telling you 
no on Elijah Moore. I just don't I just don't know that I see it. I I don't I don't get it, man. I I don't I don't understand. All right. Uh today's show. Also brought to you by your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines. So you can get the perfect Tacoma, the one that you've been just desiring, that reflects your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Tomorrow, of course, is Waiver Wire Wednesday. Uh, more bye weeks coming this week. Where can we find some help? Let's find out from our, our guy. He is Joe Serpico, Press Box Fantasy Football Analyst, and he is with us once again here on GCR. Joe, good morning. How are you, my friends? Hey, hanging in there. Uh, it's the first day of November. Hopefully you guys don't have a Halloween candy playing over like I do. I, I ate most of the candy instead of giving it out last night. Uh, we're going to have to start throwing it. We got way too much. Way too much in the Glenn Clark household. Way The kids are going to wake up today and they're going to find out that half of the candy was taken to work by my wife. That's the way things are going to go. Um, all right, let's get into Waiver Wire Wednesday. I, I, a couple of names. I, I'm just going to start throwing some things out. Obviously, if you haven't picked up Dante Foreman before, I can't fathom that he's still available many places, but go scramble to get him at this point. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I, I think I talked about him before the Christian McCaffrey trade to be kind of a speculative ad now. Did we know that uh, Chuba Hubbard was going to be injured? No. And I do think that played a little bit of a contributing factor to him going for three touchdowns this week. But even when we did see them together uh, the week prior, uh, Foreman was the guy that just had the more explosive plays. Even in the limited action that we saw uh, Hubbard last year, he he just looks like a guy. Uh, Foreman, had, when he took over for Derrick Henry last year, again, was just coming up with big play after big play. And then let's also face it, the, uh, the Falcons' defense that they were going up against this past weekend is not the greatest. Uh, so that kind of definitely helps out Foreman. But, yeah, if Foreman is somehow still available in your league, uh, absolutely get him. Do whatever you got to do, spend whatever you got to spend in Fab to get him. Because I do think, even with uh, Hubbard coming back, I think that's going to be Foreman's job for the rest of the season. I I, I tend to agree. Let me talk about another car, uh, Panther, and I wonder how much of you know his performance do you do you bring up the Falcons' defense in the conversation? But where are you with Terrence Marshall now? Yeah, he was another one that I had uh, this week as a waiver wire pickup I, with the. Uh, with the move of Robbie Anderson out of there and PJ Walker seems to have opened up this offense way more than uh, the two first round picks that they have on their team. Um, but Marshall is, you know, he's coming off the highest targets that he's had, highest uh, receiving yards in the game as well. So he's definitely going to be looked at. I believe he was a second, third round pick, something like that. So they definitely used some significant draft capital on him. Now it looks like they finally figured out that they need to get the ball in DJ Moore's hands a lot more than they were doing, let's say, the first six weeks, seven weeks of the season. But Marshall is a solid guy, especially you kind of just said it. You know, we got a lot of teams on a bye week this week, six teams in total, which I think that's a little bit ridiculous considering we only had two on a bye week last week. This week we got six. But, yeah, if you're in a pinch and you need a guy, I don't see why you can't just trust Marshall. Like I said before, uh, P.J. Walker has kind of opened this offense up a little bit, and they're not afraid to chuck it around, unlike what we saw in the first half of the season. Let me bring it back closer to home. Isaiah likely has a huge breakout game against the Buccaneers. I'm guessing, again, we talk about this a lot, 
that in leagues involving Baltimore Ravens fans, I'm thinking that Isaiah Likely's probably been owned in most of them, but I've seen him float around on waivers in a bunch of leagues. His benefit was that Mark Andrews missed half of the game on Thursday night, but he has been a rising player. We know the Ravens are plenty capable of using multiple tight ends. If Mark Andrews continues to play against the Saints on Monday night, is there is there value with Isaiah Likely still, or do you have to acknowledge he's a second tight end and you can't really be using like a waiver claim or fab money or anything like that to try to go get a second tight end? Yeah, this is a tough spot considering that the Ravens play on Monday night, so it kind of limits a lot of things for you too. You know, if you find if you're a, a Mark Andrews owner and you find out uh, within an hour and a half before kickoff that he's not going to play, okay, then you'd be able to start Likely, but if you're not an Andrews owner and you're just kind of hoping on him to be the guy on Monday night, I would be a little little bit weary if Andrews plays. I don't think he's somebody that is going to get a ton of uh, work moving forward. You know, especially at a t- I mean tight end position, we've talked about almost every week now just how weak it has been. But at the same time, if Andrews is in the game, we know he's the focal point in the offense. Um, I- I- that's why it makes it hard to trust Likely. I would say, you know, for this week in particular, I, you know, if, and it's kind of like I said, just a tough spot because it's a Monday night. I wouldn't, I wouldn't bank on Andrews playing just because I think the also the uh, the bye week upcoming gives them reason to, you know, let him rest this week and have him healthy for the stretch run. And then yes, in that circumstance, absolutely must start likely. But like you kind of said, as long as he's the number two, it's hard to trust him otherwise. Yeah, I mean that's that's sort of. That's sort of where I am with Isaiah Likely as well. All right, I'm in um in particular in one league. I'm in bye week hell with an injured running back to boot. Um, I I am desperate for a running back that could get me something this week. Is is Caleb Huntley someone I can play at this point? Like if I'm really desperate. It's... Uh, that's again, that's another tough one just because this is the week that Cordero Patterson is supposed to come off the IR. Now, is he going to be immediately activated? Again, hard to tell this early in the week. Uh, but what we have seen is it's kind of going 50, 50 between him and Tyler Algier. Um, I was, I was really big on Algier entering the season. I thought he would have an opportunity to run away with that job, especially when Patterson got hurt, but it looks like they are committed to going basically 50, 50 between the two. But yeah, if you're in a pinch, I mean, He's every week. It seems like he's getting double-digit carries. So if you're really in a bunch, uh, he is somebody that you could maybe put as a flex flex play this week. Are you going using Fab on him? No, I would kind of roll the dice. Oh yeah, no doubt. Uh, see if, yeah, yeah. See if you could just kind of roll the dice and see if you can just pick him up like that. Um, but yeah, but just based on what we've seen in recent weeks, he's definitely been a factor in that offense. I mean, we've seen now that the Falcons they are. 100% behind running the ball way more than trust, trusting Marcus Mariota as a passer. So, you know, they are running the ball at around 30 times a game, and they're splitting those. So, yeah, maybe he gets one of those, you know, goal line touchdowns and he salvages you for this week. But, again, it's it's hard anytime you got those true running back commi- by committee scenarios. And then, again, if Patterson comes back, that completely changes everything. What, a, what about Kenyon Drake? I think – that actually is probably a more safer play just because it does sound like uh, Gus Edwards did get a little bit nicked up this past week. Kind of like what I was saying a little bit about Andrew, Andrews, though. It, it puts you in a tough spot because it is on on Monday night. But 
I also think it benefits the Ravens to let Edwards, let Andrews take this, I don't want to say take this game off because, you know, you want to win every game. But with the, with the time off and only, I believe, with the one game in 20s, 20 some odd days or something like that right. to give those guys to give that you know that added break at this time of the year and if edwards is out then yes i would absolutely take a run at drake but again since it's on monday it's just kind of hard to uh you know put all your eggs in that basket i understand that's what i'm struggling with but i am really that desperate that's what i'm up against i am very very desperate all right joe give me some other names some other names that should be on everybody's radar at this point uh, I think I talked about one of these guys last week, but I, I wrote uh, my piece on yesterday. There's a lot of backup running backs that seem to be available for some reason. One of them being Alexander Madison, for some reason, still owned in only 50% of leagues. Yes, okay, he doesn't help you right now because uh, Dalvin Cook looks like he's back. But as like one of my buddy likes to call him, they're lottery tickets if something were to happen to their guys. He's one uh, – Najee Harris looks like a shell of himself, so Jalen Warren's another guy that I would be looking to add. Uh, honestly, any of those backup running backs for what I say are top five, like look at look at what Tony Pollard did for anybody that has been holding on to him. Uh, Kareem Hunt gets traded. So guys like that, you always want to have those guys on your team. So like a Rashad White for the Buccaneers, I know I've talked about him previously. So any of these running backs this time of the year that you know would be next in line if something was to happen to their guy, I would much rather be holding on to one of those guys as opposed to, say, like a fourth or fifth wide receiver that you probably are going to start once a week, you know, on the, well, now that we're in these bye weeks. But otherwise, no, they're, they're not necessarily somebody I need. And then at the tight end position, another guy that I know I've talked about previously, uh, Tyler Conklin. He's coming off a 10-target game with two touchdowns. Again, tight end position is just – it's been so rough this year. I mean, every week I feel like I'm t- – saying, all right, this guy's good, this guy's no good, but that's just how the position's been this year outside of basically Kelsey. Uh, Kittle's kind of entered that conversation as well now, and then Andrews, of course. But, yeah, those are just a couple guys that I want to I take flyers on. Again, I don't necessarily need my fourth, fifth wide receiver if he's never going to play over the guys that I have ahead of him. I get it. I, I last one for you to me was gonna be we haven't talked about Justin Fields. I mean, are we at a place where we have to like acknowledge what's happening there? Yeah, I believe uh, I think it's now either two or three straight weeks where he's finished as a top five now. Again, he is all rushing yards. That's how he's getting up these numbers. He's but, only thrown for over. But unlike yards. say Daniel Jones, I think there's every reason to believe he's gonna keep running the ball, right? Oh, absolutely, yes. And it looks like in recent weeks that they decided to finally just let him be the player that he is. You know, I heard some uh, some national analysts that basically say, you know, let him run something similar to what Lamar's running. Use his legs as a weapon. And it seems like they're doing that. Uh, they have two running backs. Actually, there's another running back I should have mentioned there, Khalil Herbert. I think that's going to be one of those cases where he could potentially – start taking over the job because he's I believe he leads the league in uh, yards per carry at 6.2 yards a carry so uh, I think that David Montgomery is slowly going to get phased out there but back to field yeah he's somebody that you can trust just because he's getting it done on the ground again he's, he's not doing a whole lot as a passer I think his uh, highest total as a passer this year is 207 yards but he's also being put in a position to make plays with his legs smarter throws I uh, believe he's only got a handful of turnovers the past couple of weeks now. There was the one week where I believe he had four uh, fumbles, which is a little bit concerning, obviously. But as long as he's getting it done on the ground, he's somebody that you can rely on. And, again, with six teams on a bye this week, 
he's absolutely somebody that is, he's in the top ten discussion this week just because uh, a lot of the big names are not playing this week. All right. At Joe Serp on Twitter is how you follow him. You can see his stuff every day at PressBoxOnline.com. Joe Serpico, appreciate you, pal. We'll talk to you again next Tuesday, all right? Yes, sir. I'll talk to you then. Joe Serpico from PressBox joining us for Waiver Wire Wednesday here on GCR. All right. Yeah, uh, John Proctor is trying to remind me that in our league, um, I drafted Ezekiel Elliott. And then a couple rounds later, he drafted Tony Pollard. And then I got to play him this week. So that was fun. That was good. Time. That was. Uh, that That's was uh, yeah. Funny thing is, as I was walking up to the board, I'm like, "Why am I doing this? Why? Why would I do this?" Yeah, you know, I mean, Zeke. Uh, well, I, mean, I picked up uh, Justin Fields last week, so I feel. Uh, so I'm running because I, I got either Gino I, it, or Justin Fields now. So it's, it's yeah, like, it's it's a tough spot for me in the one league because it's it's either Justin Fields or Aaron Rodgers against the Lions, right? And you're like, God, it's Aaron Rodgers I, against yeah. the Lions. How do you not play him? But. It's Aaron Rodgers at all is the problem there, and he he stinks now. So I I am I'm I'm very torn. It's a very uh, it's a very difficult situation. I appreciate all of your thoughts and prayers. Today's show also brought to you by Glory Days Grill. Man, appetizers six ninety nine every night after nine o'clock. All of them, including the smoky thigh wings, which you know. I believe in few things more than I believe in the smoky thigh wings at Glory Days Grill. Of course, there's also still the Oktoberfest menu. If you haven't tried the Bavarian burger with a pretzel bun, if you haven't tried the, oh, man, the chicken schnitzel, the brewer sausage platter, the brewer sausage sandwich, it's all available. It's all delicious at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. Every night you go out, you have yourself an evening on Friday night, you take, uh, you take Dixie D'Amelio out for a nice, uh, a nice night on the town, Say, hey, where, where, where are we tying things off? Where's our nightcap? You say, we're going back to Glory Days Grill. We're going to get some Mott sticks. That's how we're spending. That's how I roll. That's what you do. That's the answer. GloryDaysGrill.com, again, is the website for you to find out more and get your order in. Uh, when we come back in, Santi Aldama, former Loyola Greyhound. He's now starting with the Memphis Grizzlies. We're going to catch up with him next. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers start at close to $59,000 a year with a $10,000 bonus. Some restrictions apply. Plus a great retirement plan, medical, dental, and vision insurance, advancement to specialized units, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days earned per calendar year, and even further incentives for military members and veterans. If you have a passion for service and want a career for life, visit JoinBaltimoreCountyPD.com or call 410-887-5542. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. 
The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, New Maryland basketball coach Kevin Willard sits down with Stan Charles and Glenn Clark to discuss the situation he inherited in College Park and how he plans to get the program turned around. Also, inside, we introduce you to men's and women's college basketball players from all of the teams in the area. And Bo Smoka profiles Ravens receiver Devin DuVernay. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. Experience the best in Kamado Grilling, a complete outdoor cooking appliance. The Ginsu Kamado Grill allows anyone to sear, grill, bake, and smoke all types of food. Designed for efficiency and function, the Ginsu Kamado Grill upholds the enduring legacy of the iconic Ginsu brand. The Ginsu Kamado Grill is perfect to cook all year round, is great for parties, and ideal for tailgating with your friends. Reserve your Ginsu Kamado Grill today at ginsugrills.com and get $100 off on your pre-order when you use the promo code tailgate that's ginsugrills.com reserve yours today join glenn at halftime of every ravens game for the project game day halftime show at facebook.com slash sports we apologize in advance there's not much we can do about his face hey because we were doing the college basketball preview show yesterday we didn't get a chance to go over picks for the week by the way thank you to uh, everybody who was part of the college basketball preview show yesterday i know for some people it's just not for you it's fine. It's not going to offend me in any way. We're going to keep doing it because we have we we made a commitment that we're going to cover local sports. That we're not just going to bitch about Greg Roman every day. I mean, I if that's what you're into, that's what you're into, and you're going to go somewhere else, and that's fine. I, it's it's not going to bother me. Remarkable to me. I had somebody message me yesterday. He's like, dude, you got to tune into to the the morning show. You got to hear what they're saying. I'm like, all right, fine. You know, I like I like Rob, and I like. Uh, I like Ed, and I don't think Jeremy was there yesterday. But I was like, you know, I'll, I'll tune in. And I, with no offense to those guys, it was amazing to me how long they let just this, to what to me is a very boring conversation. Who do you blame? Is, is it the players or the the coach? I'm like, what? Blame? What are you, what are you talking? Blame? They're 5-3 and three and have the number five scoring offense in football. What the F are you talking about? Blame? Blame for what? Like what? What if? What is the disconnect here? What am I missing? Blame. What? Blame. Who do you blame? I. I'm. I'm befuddled, man. I'm befuddled. I am. I. I. I don't know what to say. Again, it sounds like you want something to be the case, so you've decided no matter what the truth is, you're just going to keep saying it's the case, which I understand is kind of how we operate in this country. Like, I, I get that's where we are. Like, it's facts are whatever you feel like they are. This, might, this isn't true, but it feels true, so we're just going to go with it. The Ravens are the number five scoring offense in the NFL. So, I, I mean, I guess if that's what you wanted, there was probably somewhere for you to go and for you to get your bitching about um, Greg Roman. I, I mean, I, I guess that existed somewhere. I'm just, I find it to be boring. So we did something a little bit different yesterday. Had all the area coaches join us. with a great day. Appreciate those of you. Got plenty of great feedback about that show, and I appreciate that. People seem to enjoy the fact that we do it for one day a year. And we will continue to cover 
area college basketball throughout the course of the year. And if there's another good local story, like we don't cover high school sports on this show the same way because it's too much. It, it's too impossibly much for me to try to keep up with. But if you think there's some really great story that we should be covering, I've been meaning for some time to tell Griffin that we should track down Derek Queen. Like that's a good Baltimore story. We should track him down. Um, remind me. We'll put that on the list. Okay. But if there's if there's a good local story that you think we should be talking about, tell me. I I want to cover local sports. I want to do things that other people don't do. It's not a knock at them. They got to answer to their advertisers. They got to answer to their bosses. And I'm sure if somebody over at 105.7 said, I want to do a show where I bring in all the local college basketball coaches, the bosses there would say, no, we don't do that here. It's not, I'm not knocking Bob or Rob or you know any of those guys. Like they, I don't think it would be an option for them. So we do it here, and I enjoy the day doing it. But because we did it yesterday, we didn't get an opportunity to go over picks for the week. Um, really quickly, uh, Paul Valley with the big was the big mover this week. He went six and three thanks to a shameful, shameful failure to cover by the Buffalo Bills. I don't know how they look themselves in the mirror. We'll get to that uh, quickly. Here are the games we picked this week: Ohio State, Penn State. Um, it was it was hairy. It was ha- what a weird game where Penn State was up. In the second half, and then Ohio State was cruising to a cover, and then Penn State backdoor covers their way to a lone wolf win. I appreciate the uh, yeah the lone wolf record that John Proctor added. Yeah, I, we brought that up last week. Where were you? Oh, I guess yeah. where, where I was. I guess I wasn't looking. You at should the listen charts. to the. You should listen to the I show. To the show. It's, it's okay I know. Sometimes I thought uh, he was. I thought uh, he was just texting you like what no. the lone wolf records. Anders okay. gets uh, the lone wolf win there, uh, and he needed it. Not that it made it any difference. He's still ten games back, but we'll get there. Uh, Tennessee and Kentucky. I those, uh, those, all, those all black uniforms. Uh, oh, I know. I, sh- I wish I would have known ahead of time. If I would have known ahead of time, I definitely would have made it my pick. And at some point, it's time for me to acknowledge what Tennessee is. Uh, although, of course, this is the week they play Georgia, so I'm not. I'm not sure if I'm ready to acknowledge them that much. We will find out when we do picks this week. Tennessee cruises forty-four to six over Kentucky. Uh, Navy needed overtime to beat Temple. Obviously, the the sad part about that, uh, Ty Lavatai out for the season. That sucks. But uh, Xavier Arline came in, got the job done, and uh, Navy did win, but they did not cover the 13.5. So uh, Griffin, Paul, and myself got that point. Uh, However, you're going to lose your Temple bet that you made with your buddy, it appears. They have UCF this week. Is this your, this is your last stand? Yeah. This is well, we made it together essentially. Oh. He, he talked me into t- oh. betting the over, oh, and I was like, "All right, all right." That's right. unfortunate. He's that. like, "We got Kurt Warner's son." It's, yeah, uh, you know, yeah. Or, or, they, and if, if not him, then Quincy Patterson, the North Dakota State, old North Dakota. Anyway, State, like, anyway. Like, right, yeah, no, nobody cares as much about Temple football. Yeah, no, no, uh, no one does. Uh, Minnesota at one o'clock continued to be a very safe bet as uh, they defeated Arizona thirty-four to twenty-six. Everybody except Paul and uh, Andrew Stecka got that point. Uh, the the reverse lock, the line that didn't make any sense, but of course Vegas knows something. Uh, the Patriots defeating the Jets 22-17, covering that two and a half point spread. Everybody but Griffin and Paul got that. How did Paul go six and three losing those games? That is remarkable. Yeah. Um, he went on a tear after that. The San Francisco, uh, the 49ers Rams thing. Go figure. It makes no sense. The Rams literally cannot defeat the 49ers in the regular season. They have now lost eight straight. As they lose 31 to 14, Christian McCaffrey all over the place. Uh, Ken Zalas, the only lone wolf loser of the week, as he was the only one on the Rams. Seahawks and Giants. I just wanted to play the points. That was a failure as the Seahawks continue their magical season. 
They beat the Giants 27-13. Paul, Stetka, and KZ all got that point. Paul, who was on Twitter calling himself an idiot early in the second half for picking the Packers, he was just going on about it, ends up getting a cover. Um, Ten and a half number, go figure the number was ten as uh, the Bills beat the Packers 27-17. to But seriously, embarrassing. Embarrassing from the Bills in the second half. It's almost like Josh Allen bet on the game. Like, there were there were some throws. You're like, really? A couple of interceptions in the second half that were just brutal. I mean, it stunk. And, of course, uh, Ravens-Buccaneers back on Thursday night. Everybody but Stecka and KZ was on the Ravens. So, for the week, no one worse than four and five. As I keep saying for me, I just want to keep going five and four. I feel like I'm good. If I can just keep going five and four, and I did. Uh, I, the big winner was Paul Valley. He went six and three. Myself, John Proctor, and Griffin all went five and four. KZ, Kyle, and Stecka all went four, four and five. Now, that's relevant at the top of the table yeah. because KZ and I are now tied wow. for first place. But, again, we're only playing for a little bit of money at the top of the table. Um, the real race is at the bottom of the table to avoid being the one that has to come in and eat the worm burger and do the worm and get stink faced and dress up like Dennis Rodman and Andrew Stecka continues to to just not make up any ground whatsoever. <laughs> he is uh, comfortably in last place at 30 and 47 on the year. 10 games back of first, 5 games back of Kyle Ottenheimer who is now vice worm at the moment. Andrew Stecka continues to be the worm. That's our picks recap for the week. Today's show also brought to you by the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. Save $100 when you use the code TAILGATE at ginsugrills.com. TAILGATE is the code. Go to ginsugrills.com and you will save $100 on the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill, the perfect ceramic uh, home grill or tailgate for grilling, searing, smoking, baking, all kinds of food. Ginsugrills.com. Use that code TAILGATE. We had to do this a little bit earlier because of his schedule, but an opportunity to catch up with a former Loyola Greyhound who's now a starter in the NBA. He's Santi Aldama, and he's with us on GCR. Well, it's so good to welcome back to the program our next guest. Of course, you remember him from his days here at Loyola, and now he has moved into the starting five for the Memphis Grizzlies this season, and he has been killing it so far. He is our friend, Mr. Santi Aldama, and he's back with us now here on GCR. Santi, it's Glenn. It's great to catch up, man. Thank you for taking the time for us. Yep, thank you for having me here again. Dude, it's so good to catch up with you, man. Um, tell me about like finding out that you're moving into the starting five. Like, How does that go? During, did you have an idea during training camp? Like, When did you know that your role was going to be changing this season? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, uh, there was an opening, you know, Jan was out, unfortunately. So, you know, uh, through training camp, we know, you know, somebody had to fill in that gap. And, you know, I put the work this summer and, and you know, I felt like I was in a good spot. But like I said, we have a lot of good players and, and you know, uh, players that can fill up the gaps. And like we say, uh, next man up mentality. So, um, you know, I felt like I was ready and. You know, uh, I've been starting for now, so it's it's been great, dude. I mean, and you're handling yourself quite well, obviously. And I know that like that's the the mentality is, of course, that's the way it was going to go. Are there any new like, is there additional nerves that come with it, or like have you already been through all that, making your NBA debut, making this jump, that there was no nerves at all moving into the starting rotation? Yeah, no. I mean, it, I think it was more about embracing the opportunity and having fun. You know, obviously, uh, 
you know, you don't perform. But, you know, I think that was what rookie season was for. Yeah. You know, just getting used to everything. And, you know, everything was new and the lights, you know, were shining on you and all that. But now it's more like, all right, I know what to expect. I got to, you know, I already put the work in. So I just got to go out there and have fun. And trust me, playing with these guys is super fun. Right. <laughs> yeah, those you got some decent dudes down there. You got some decent dudes to be hanging around. Um, Santi, you talk about, you know, obviously moving on for the next season. Like, do you, do you feel at this point, like you have carved your place, like that all of that work. And I remember talking to you about the work that you put in to get here, to get to the NBA, that you've carved your place and that you are now completely comfortable with you, your role, what it is that's expected of you in the NBA. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm pretty comfortable. I'm in a good spot, but I'm, I mean, I'm 21 years old. This is my second season. Like, you know, I think, like, there's a lot of room for improvement. and I'm nowhere near, you know, my best self. So, so yeah, I, I think, you know, I've, I've gotten a lot better than last year, you know, in many different areas, you know, just my mind, my body, my game. But like I said, I think this is just the beginning of a long journey. So, so yeah, I'm just, you know, trying to take it day by day, learn, you know, every time I'm, I'm out there, you know, just – just trying to, you know, see what I'm doing well, what I can do better. I watch a lot of film. And, you know, like I said, like, you know, yeah, I've, I have I think I've, you know, uh, taken a, a leap from, from last year. But like I said, I think there's still a long, long way to go. Yeah, Santi Aldama of the Grizzlies, he's with us here on GCR. Uh, is everybody still staying up late at night to watch? Like, did they maybe do that for the first game and then maybe, you know, like, hey, the they'll catch up you know when the games get bigger later in the season like what how does this still work back home is everybody still up at 3 a.m to watch you guys play yeah i mean you know it's crazy because when we finish games i get a lot of messages and you know tags and all that and i'm like yo people in spain are you know uh, staying up to watch this and it's super <laughs> late and i know it's tough because especially in the weekends my family that's when they mo- they mostly do it because, like, you know, during the weekends, like, doesn't matter. You can catch up with your sleep. But during the, like, during the, the weekdays, like, you got to work the next day. It's tough. So, but there's surprisingly a lot of people, you know, watching the games. And I feel that support. And, you know, that's what we play for. So, obviously, super excited to see everybody, you know, supporting me. Uh, I mean, it's it's such a cool story. And I know how much it means to everybody back home. Because we, we, we felt all of that when you were here. I know it's a very, very big deal. Um, I mean, we got to, you know, what's, what's, have you been able to stay in touch with Evo? I know he's back out at UCLA now. What a huge opportunity that is for him. How cool was that for you to see? What did it mean to you to see him get that chance? Oh my God. I, I can't even explain it to you. You know, he's like family to me. Uh, when, you know, when he called me, told me about it, I was, I mean, I was super emotional, obviously. Um, uh, you know, great for him, great opportunity. Uh, but you know, he deserves it. Like, you know, we we're talking about, you know, all the things we've been through together. And for me, it was more about, you know, he deserves this. Like, he's worked so hard for it. And, you know, uh, I think I'm a hard worker, but, you know, I think he works even harder than I do. You know, just see him, you know, he'll be day in and day out trying to get the team better, get me better. And, and yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to going to L.A. Hopefully they're there, too, and we can catch up, you know, see each other. It's cool. Because we, we, we talk over the phone every once in a while, but... I really want to see him, see his family again, and, you know, just just spend some time like the good old days. Uh, it's bittersweet for us, obviously, of course, right? <laughs> like, yeah. it was nice having all you guys here. But, 
Um, what an amazing opportunity that is for him, man. Uh, one of the biggest programs in the country. It's it's such a cool story to see it work out that way. Um, uh, it's Santi, look, man. I, you know, I, we're 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 still hoping for the best, right? Like, I don't know. I know we. I know you were back in the spring. Were you able to get back at all this way since we saw you in the spring? Were you able to spend any time with the guys this summer? I, I can only imagine the demands on you might be a little bit more, you know, significant at this point. Is it harder to find your way back to Baltimore? Yeah, it's it's hard because obviously you know my schedule is really really tough. But then you know throughout the year, maybe when I'm back, like the team's playing. I think when we play DC this year, the team has you know a home game, so it, it's you know tough timing. But but yeah, I mean uh, I haven't been able to go back to Baltimore since All Star break, um, you know. But I, I was able to actually see Golden in Spain. Oh, that's so, cool. Yeah, I was where uh, you know where he's from, and and we were there for a bit. I actually. I was working out with Zaire too. So, you know, we spent some time together and that was cool, you know, because, I mean, Golden, obviously, I spent two years with him at Loyola, but it goes way, way beyond that. You know, we know each other since we're 12. So, obviously, it was good to catch up with him and, you know, my first year without, you know, playing with him at all. So, so you know, it was just good for him to tell me about, you know, last season and, and this season. And, you know, he's excited, and I think he's going to do good things for the team this year. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's really – look, I mean, he's a guy that we've been – we have seen the signs for sure, um, and, and we know what's coming with him. So that's really cool to hear. Uh, you know, we, we talk about the fun, the guys that you have down there and how much fun it is. I know I've talked to you before about just being around Ja and, like, what a freaking marvel it is to watch that dude play basketball. It, it, are there ever times – where like you find yourself maybe being a step behind because you just see that dude do something and you're like, yo, I know I need to go play basketball for right now, but I need a second to just sort of like recompose myself after watching what that dude just did. Yeah, I mean, I think there's sometimes where, where he does stuff and we just look at each other like, he didn't really do that, right? <laughs> like like he, he really just didn't do that. So, you know, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a stud. He's like, you know one in a million player like you're not gonna see many like him and and you know the the things he does on a daily basis because it, it's not like he just does it in the game he does it every single day and you know he does it with so much ease you know it's it's incredible to watch but you know incredible to be around him because obviously young guy a lot of talent but you know the work he puts in really shows off you know that's not it, obviously he has got given talent but there's a lot of work behind that too and you know it's it's good that you know it's it's paying off for all of us and you know we're 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 lucky to be you know with him uh enjoying you know his success and the team's success i mean I, dude no doubt about it and and the rest of us in the world just can't help ourselves like we just get lost watching that guy play i got a funny feeling there's an mvp award coming that way before too long um something I'd, I'd love to know just more you know as as you've made this jump and, and you've established yourself who are the guys that you've leaned on um, you know, the veterans, maybe with the team or around the league, like who are the guys that maybe you've connected with that have given you advice? And maybe what's the best advice that you've gotten as you've established yourself uh, here early on in your NBA career? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, from the team, it's been very, very helpful. You know, guys like Dylan Brooks or Steven Adams, you know, they've been in the league for a bit now. And, you know, I have a really good relationship with Steven. You know, we, you know, we grab dinner, you know, most days when we're on the road and, and, you know, he's been super helpful for me, you know, especially last year, you know, where I had a lot of time in the G League, obviously in the NBA, playing more minutes, less minutes. And, you know, he, he was just like, you know, you, you got to take it one day at a time, uh, work hard. And, you know, at the end of the day, like 
we're we're in a lucky position. Like you've worked for this your whole life. Like you've done the the tough part, the the grind. Like now you just gotta keep doing it and and enjoy while you do it. You know that, I, and I think that's the key. You know, like when you you enjoy because you every every player wants to play in the NBA, right? So now now that you're here, you just uh, you keep doing what you're doing because you gotta do what made you uh, get here. But now you just gotta enjoy the process. Like it, it's about fun. It's about having fun. And I think you know watching the Grizzlies says that's something you see. We have no fun with it. So, so I think that's what it's all about. And, and, you know, just being in this organization, I think it's been great for me because, you know, I'm, I'm somebody that has so much fun playing basketball and being able to do it with, with these guys. It's, it's just amazing. Um, you, you mentioned Steven. It's so funny, right? Because I, and I had to look it up. I was like, yeah, Steven's been around for a minute. He's got to be the oldest 29-year-old alive. Like, I can't believe he's only 29. Like, I was convinced that I've been watching that dude for well over a decade at this point. I can't believe he's only 29 years old because it just yeah. feels like he's been around for forever. Yeah, we always tell him. We're like, dude, there's no way you're 28. We know you're way before this. But, you know, I think that's probably because of his success since his rookie season. Yeah. Because he was playing big minutes in the playoffs, so you feel like, all right, there's no way he's playing big minutes in the playoffs as a rookie. So you think, like, you know him from before. But, yeah, it's funny that you say that because we, we always tell him about that. Right? Like, dude, there's just no way. There's no way that guy isn't 30 years old. And then and then give me the one, like, I don't know, maybe pinch me moment. Like, I, I, I know you're there and you belong there, and I want to make that very clear, but has there been a moment where, like, you've been on the floor and, you know, somebody else that you've gone up against was on the, and you were like, dude, I'm really playing basketball against, you know, whoever it was. Have you had a moment that you've experienced? You're like, bro, I got to pinch myself. I can't believe I'm doing this right now. Yeah. I mean, for sure, a lot of like good players. And I remember watching Steph for the first time. I actually didn't play against him, but you just watching him, you know, like he, he would score like crazy buckets and then just laugh, which was super weird. I was like, oh. <laughs> You know, but probably the first time we played the Bucks, we played Giannis. Yeah. Because obviously, like, you kind of know what you got to do to stop him. But then when you do it, the dude, like, his steps are so long. He'll just, like, Euro step and get to the basket <laughs> anyway. So I remember he was at the elbow. So I was, like, kind of behind because I, I just wanted him to, like, shoot. Obviously, because you don't want him to get to the rim. So he dribbled. I cut him off, and then he just spun it and made the basket. And I was like, What do you oh, wow. do? Right? Like, what do you do at that point? Yeah, I was like, All right, it's going to take a little bit more than that, you know? So, yeah. So, yeah, it's just one of those moments where you have so many good players. Same with Jokic, you know? So it's, it's, it's like, All right, like, you can't just uh, play a normal game plan against them, you know? It, it has to be more like team defense. Obviously, it's one on one sure. defense, but also the team has to get involved there. So, you know, a lot of great big time players that you know, one on one defense is gonna be not gonna be enough against them. Man, it's cool. It's cool hearing you talk about that, man. That, I, you know, I'm a nerdy fan at the end of the day, so like hearing those stories that that really tickles me, man. Santi Aldama, it's so great to catch up with you, bro. Um, let's remind everybody, you're not on Twitter anymore, correct? Is Instagram's the place to follow you, right? Uh no, I actually got both. I, I, oh, I okay. just had a little problem. I had a little problem with my Twitter account yesterday. Oh, <laughs> that's all it is. So it's still just at Santi Aldama, correct? Yeah, yeah, that's that's my Twitter. It should be back up soon. Awesome. And the same thing on Instagram. Give him a follow there. Bro, I like there were a lot of us back this way that were nerding out when we uh when we saw you in the starting rotation to open the season, man. It meant a lot to a lot of people. I know you know how much love uh you've got back this way. Uh continued s incredible success 
to you and the Grizzlies. Best of luck this season. I can't wait to catch up with you again down the road. All right. It's... All right. Thank you so much, man. Thank you for having me. That's Santi Aldama joining us here on GCR. Jeremy Kahn will join us next, but first, a quick reminder. Online sports betting is coming. It's just around the corner. It was starting in the next few weeks here in Maryland. Pressbox is your source for the best offers and sign-up incentives. Starting right now, you can get a $100 pre-registration credit from our friends at FanDuel by going to pressboxonline.com offers. That $100 credit is in addition to the new user promo you'll get when they go live. So just go to pressboxonline.com offers right now to get your $100 FanDuel pre-registration bonus credit, pressboxonline.com offers. Experience the best in Kamado Grilling, a complete outdoor cooking appliance. The Ginsu Kamado Grill allows anyone to sear, grill, bake, and smoke all types of food. Designed for efficiency and function, the Ginsu Kamado Grill upholds the enduring legacy of the iconic Ginsu brand. The Ginsu Kamado Grill is perfect to cook all year round, is great for parties, and ideal for tailgating with your friends. Reserve your Ginsu Kamado Grill today at ginsugrills.com and get $100 off on your pre-order when you use the promo code tailgate that's ginsugrills.com reserve yours today the latest edition of press box is available now on the cover new maryland basketball coach kevin willard sits down with stan charles and glenn clark to discuss the situation he inherited in college park and how he plans to get the program turned around also inside we introduce you to men's and women's college basketball players from all of the teams in the area and bo smoker profiles ravens receiver devin duvernay press box is available for free at over 500 area locations including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. Another Orioles season is in the books, and the Bataround was there every step of the way as the Birds posted their first winning season in six years. And after promoting two number one overall prospects in Adley Rutschman and Gunnar Henderson, Mike Elias has said it's liftoff from here. Hi, I'm Paul Valley, and along with my co-host Zach Goodman, we'll be here every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon all off season discussing every signing trade and waiver claim as we navigate the cold winter months that lead to spring training you can watch us at youtube.com slash pressbox online and facebook.com slash pressbox sports or listen live at pressboxonline.com slash radio and if you miss a show you can find us anywhere you get your podcast so tune into the bat around with paul valley and zach goodman every saturday from 10 a.m to noon right here at pressbox sports stan the fan here welcoming back one of my favorite sponsors the Costas Inn. And everybody around Baltimore knows the Costas Inn is a great place to go and grab crabs, steaks, salads, soups, whatever's on your mind to eat in person. But did you know that the Costas Inn has upped their game? They are now one of the premier takeout places in Baltimore. Give them a call now to order your food. 410-477-1975. That's the Costas Inn over 4100 North Point Boulevard. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring Entry-level officers start at close to $59,000 a year with a $10,000 bonus. Some restrictions apply. Plus a great retirement plan, medical, dental, and vision insurance, advancement to specialized units, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days earned per calendar year, and even further incentives for military members and veterans. If you have a passion for service and want a career for life, visit joinbaltimorecountypd.com or call 410-887-5542.
two. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer. If you can't listen or watch live, you can subscribe to the show via Spotify, Amazon, or Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star review while you're there. Or, if lying isn't your thing, we'll take a three-and-a-half-star review, too. All right, back in here on GCR as we continue on a Tuesday edition of the program. Today's show is also brought to you by the Guilford Hall Brewery, 1611 Guilford Avenue in Station North. If you have not checked them out, you need to. It's an amazing place, such a cool facility. Um, the, the Bavarian-style menu, outstanding. The craft brew is excellent. I'm telling you, you're just going to walk in, and you're not going to believe that you're standing in a place so spectacular where you are. I, I'm blown away by it. GuilfordHall.com is the website, and they've got yappy hour during the week. They do trivia there, live music, all sorts of events, Guilford Hall Brewery. So we normally do this on Mondays, but we did our college basketball preview show yesterday, and next Monday I'm not going to be here, so I didn't want to go three weeks without catching up with Jeremy Kahn. So let's spend a couple of minutes with him here this morning on GCR. What's going on, buddy? How are you? What's up, man? And there's a good chance if you're the glory days that I'll come over, depending on what true. type of wing sauce you ordered, and lick your fingers clean. That, so that's just another added bonus. But, I don't know if they want me to say that. But. Uh, no, I think we're going to put that in the commercial moving forward. In fact, okay, yeah. <laughs> I think that's, that's the way it's going to go. Uh, they, in <laughs> fact, they stopped by last week, and I was like, you know, there is a guy. You think that I love glory days. There's now a man who I truly believe is a stalker at this point when it comes to glory days. Um, Jeremy, I, before we get into uh, Roquan Smith and all that stuff, can you explain to me what Jack Harlow is and why I, he was I've I've seen a lot of things. So I have mostly been indifferent and just haven't paid attention, but then he hosted Saturday Night Live and he was without question the worst host I have seen since Donald oh. Trump. I mean, he was atrocious in that role oh. on Saturday. And I realized I had no feelings towards him. Now, of course, I, I, I hate the man strongly. I went to the Internet and asked if he was good at something because the music that I heard definitely was not good. Uh, he was horrendous in his role as a host. It, it, do you know anything about Jack Harlow? And is, does he have a skill that I'm missing? Yeah, so Jack Harlow, hip-hop artist. Uh, what's popping? Hang, hang on a second. Uh, what is it, it, Nail Tech? It, is he, though? Is he a hip-hop artist? Because nothing he I is. heard so sounded he, like hip-hop Who to me. signed him? Was it Puma that signed him? Because I think he's in the commercials with... Uh, which basketball player? Tyler Hero. Why is doing Puma? Uh, he said... Tyler uh, Hero? Yeah, Tyler Hero. He hangs out with Tyler Hero all the time. And he's got well, a yeah, song called Tyler Hero. Didn't he write Hero. a song about yeah, yeah. Tyler Hero? Yeah, yeah, he's got a song called yeah. Tyler Hero. He's got and, a couple... He took uh, Nail Tech is another song... He took the um, uh, the Fergie song, the glamorous. Yes, I heard that one. Else. God, it's bad. Yeah. I mean, it is truly yeah. atrocious. I I mean, he's he's probably the. See, I like. Do you like Post Malone? No, I'm not. I'm not into Post. I mean, like every now. By the way, that Sunflower song, a ten and a half. I mean, that song was amazing. But most Post oh, Malone, my, I could listen to that song on a loop and never get tired. It's of. it's incredible. I mean, it really is. And I'm and I mean this wholeheartedly because it's going to sound like I'm trashing Post Malone. I have every ability to say I think something is really good. I think that Sunflower so, song is one of the best songs I've heard in the last ten years. But most Post Malone, I, I don't like. See, I like both of them, but to me, like Post Malone's more talented. But Jack Harlow, you can take home to mom. You know, because ah, Post Malone's got all those weird yeah, the tattoos, tattoos all and, over. He, and he smells. Yeah, he's always tired. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. um, yeah, but no, like I, I get what you're saying, but now he's on he's on commercials. I miss the SNL thing, but oh my you know, if God. you're if you're a musician, you want to be an actor or a comedian. If you're 
an athlete, you want to be a, a musician. I mean, it just goes all over the place. And sometimes guys aren't as talented across the board. I feel like but, Justin Timberlake really f things up because he's genuinely talented, right? He's genuinely yeah. funny. And so everybody else is like, well, I can do that too. And the answer is no. Like, no, you cannot. <laughs> you do not have those skills. You're not able to accomplish those things. He seems tall, which I guess he's got that going for him. He seems like a, a taller gentleman, the Jack Harlow fellow. <laughs> but, I mean, he, like, literally, in, he, he was offensive to all of my senses. <laughs> like, Glenn it, saw Jack Harlow, and he just dropped it. Not for me. Yes, not correct. For me. Not for me. Definitely not for me. Um, all right, where are you at with with Roquan Smith? Where, I I can't imagine how a Ravens fan would think anything other than you know th- this is a really a really solid move to make. Uh, there's obviously a bunch of layers to it. Will they be able to sign him? Do they want to sign him? All that sort of stuff. But on paper, yeah. to say worst case scenario, you swapped a second rounder for a third rounder, and you get a half a season of one of the best defensive players in football. I just don't know how that could be a bad thing. Yeah, and that's that's my whole point is like so a second and a fifth, and then uh, you get Roquan for this year. You're still going to have the ability to sign him if you want to. There'll be other contracts that come off, but uh, worst comes to worst, he decides to leave or he just prices himself because I mean there are rumors he wants twenty million a year. Um, I don't know how you're going to pay all your cornerbacks, your left tackle, anybody else that comes up along the line, uh, um, your your quarterback eventually, and and some of the other. You just signed one of the top safeties in the league, so. They've got things they have to consider, but if he does walk, you got a rental basically for a fifth and traded back your second to a third. So I don't think it's the end of the world. Um, I love it. I, I love the move. I think it makes sense on so many different levels to go get a player like this and show that you're in it to win it. And, uh, I mean, the key thing is always going to be whether or not you can sign Lamar. If you sign Lamar, then you all of a sudden you can allocate the money how you want to. Um, the same thing with Roquan. But uh, if you were able to sign Lamar, you could also franchise Roquan. I mean, there's all types of things that could happen here, but I don't – we didn't get a single call of somebody that didn't like the deal. Um, that doesn't mean there's, they're not out there, but I, it's, it's a smart play. Uh, were, you not, were you not in yesterday, by the way? No, I had okay. to, my son had a procedure I took him to. I, I tuned in for a little while. I had a, a couple people reached out to me and said I should tune in. I, I, and, I, and I love your, your boys. You know that. Those are my guys. But mm-hmm. I, I, a, a mind-numbing segment to me about everybody just calling in to crap on Greg Roman, and I just kept saying to myself, like, at some point, is it going to be brought up that the Ravens have the number five scoring offense in the NFL? Like, at some point, yeah. is anybody going to say the words, the Ravens have the number five scoring offense in the NFL? Like, is anybody going to bring that up? And I, and I, never, I never heard it. And I was just like, boy, I, I really wish Jeremy was here right now because I feel like th- this is a little detached from reality, this segment that I'm listening to right now. Yeah, so I, I guess my thing is, and I wasn't there, so I can't speak yeah. to what all was said, but I've often said this. I'm not a Greg Roman fan. But you, you have to realize that you know, he's changed the running game. Um, you can make a case everywhere he's been. There have been questions about the passing game in San Francisco, in Buffalo, now in Baltimore, and how much better can it get. But again, there are times where he's called the right play and it just hasn't been executed. And, and you gotta, like you got to take yourself away from that was a bad play call because it didn't work out or was it the correct play call and they didn't execute it because it all can't just fall back on the offensive coordinator and he can't be the sole scapegoat for everything. And I do believe if things go awry that he's the first guy to go, cause you're not firing the players usually. Um, but, but that being said, like he cannot get the lion's share of the blame every single week for things that go wrong on the offense. But I will say this, like 
I'm still getting really frustrated at the the plays getting called in late for whatever reason. If that's on him, yeah, I, mean, I if don't. That's on yeah, I don't love somebody that. else, but that's been brutal. And I and I think it was insane that they threw the ball thirty. Like they can keep sitting here and saying, "Well, that was our plan. Our plan was to throw the." That's insane. You you don't get to say, "Well, hey, it worked out in the end." You set yourself up to potentially be down by three scores at the half and not be able to run the ball in the second half by doing that. You got lucky that it you were able to overcome. An absolutely bat s insane strategy of calling 34 pass plays in the first half, and I have no problem criticizing someone over that. But the results, I, I, I'm with you. I've ended up becoming the the Greg Roman apologist simply because I'm the guy who says I like it when the offense is good. I don't even like Greg Roman, but I like the fact that the Ravens have the number two DVOA offense in the NFL and the number five scoring offense in the NFL. What what is the problem? What are we complaining but, about? Hey, Glenn, the other thing, too, is and I, I think I actually mentioned this morning that they had a you know, top-six offense, depending on what you're looking at, um, uh, when a caller called in and, and said something like, hey, because I saw somebody, Rob posted that we traded for Roquan Smith, and somebody said, can he play wide receiver? And I'm going, come on, man. Like, this is, this is old and tired. They just got a guy that's really going to help the defense where I think they need more help on that side of the ball than they do on the offensive side, by the way, uh, something I didn't think I'd say at the beginning of the year. But it just becomes a, a point where he's just he's just the scapegoat, and it's got to be his fault no matter what. I don't care what anyone says though. After on Friday, I absolutely killed that notion that that was the game plan to come in and throw it as much as you did to wear him out, and then to run the football in the second half. It was one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. Um, that if you're going to wear a team out, run the damn football. Correct. Out. Nobody wants to get up there. You know, if they're stepping back and they're on their heels the entire time. It just happened to work out because they were able to run the football officially in the second half. I mean, it's it's bonkers to me. It's bonkers to me. But I just, I it is it is blowing my mind that we're just still doing this weekend, spitting in the face of results, and just continuing to say it's it's very American. Uh, the facts are what I feel they are, instead of looking at like you know <laughs> the actual facts. And by the way, Jeremy Khan's with us for just another couple minutes. I, I I understand the disappointment. Like I would like for the Ravens to have acquired a wide receiver too, but there's it's two different conversations. How your reaction to Roquan Smith, again, one of the best defensive players in football, could be anything other than, yeah, I'm on board. Look, I, I, I would really like if the Ravens made a move for DJ Moore, but I've said a billion times, I don't see why the Panthers would do that. I don't understand why a franchise that has already signed the player would say, no, we'll just go with no one moving forward. Like, they want to have a quarterback next year. They don't want to be bad for the next five years. They're not just going to give you their wide receiver. So do you want to – I mean, if they call you and say, hey, man, it's going to cost you a first-round pick plus for DJ Moore, are you really doing that? I, 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 You can only trade for the players that are available. And, I look, I will condemn what the Ravens have done at wide receiver. It's embarrassing. But to make that the story of them acquiring Roquan Smith is very silly to me. Yeah, and, and it is, it's funny, too, because, like, I get those messages every once in a while, and I know this is apples and oranges, but – I had one this morning when I woke up, and I hadn't been on radio since Friday. And the guy had said, I used to like you, but I don't like you when you talk politics. And mm, I'm going, okay, mm, well, mm. you can still like me and not agree with me politically. It's okay to do that. Like, you know, but, and again, I feel like I'm kind of neutral when it comes to the whole left and right thing. Even though I, I saying neutral, I probably lean more left. But it, it's just funny about how, how someone's perception of you can be, regardless of what's going on. And that must have been sitting in a scrawl to send me a message really late on Monday night when I hadn't worked in four days. That's so. pretty funny. <laughs> but, that is pretty you funny, know, right? It's kind of the same thing with, with guys 
Like you're you're sitting here talking about an offense that's top six, and he's going to be the scapegoat. I, I every a, single time they lose, I got a they message. could lose thirty eight thirty five, and people will bring up the play call that he made to end the game. I got a message from somebody that said they would never listen to me again because I was I was so political, and I said. I, I just was interested. I said, what, what did you hear that was political? And it was me talking about NIL a couple years ago. It was me saying that college athletes should be able to make money off of their name, image, and likeness. And that, that was too political for, for this person. And they weren't going to tune hey. in anymore. I said, you know what? I, if that's too political, you probably made the right choice. You probably, if that's yeah, too I much do. for you, yeah, I don't think we're, there's any coming back from here. I think I might have. I to, can't. Like, I, I try to be open and listen to everybody. There's certain things that I'm going to, like, right. have my opinion on. And it doesn't even mean my opinion is necessarily going to be right. But if we can't talk about those things, it's, I mean, look, the same thing applies in sports it, to a totally different level. But um, when we're talking about what's wrong, what do you need to do, and, and how I get into people that are results based. Just because you won the game doesn't mean that, like, could the game have been easier? Just because you lost the game doesn't mean that last play is what cost you the game. Could we go back to the second quarter and say this did it or this play call? You know, there's all types of things that happen. Um, but it's just, it's just funny the perception that people have. And nowadays it's shut up and dribble unless you agree with me. And then you can talk that's, or that's however it works. Eternally the way that it works. Eternally the yeah. way that it works. Now, with that all said, you want to talk about Kyrie Irving? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I have <laughs> – I have so no interest in talking about Kyrie Irving, man. I don't either. I don't I, even know what he's thinking. I, so. I, oh my god, I, I don't I don't have the words. All right. Um, you know what's funny? Let, let me give you this because I yeah. told Rob at the beginning of the year the team that I was bullish on in the NBA is the Brooklyn Nets, just because I think there's too much talent. And then he pointed out, he goes, "Man, are you going to rely on Kevin Durant, Kyrie, and Ben Simmons to get it together?" And I said, "You'd have to think that maybe there's something in them that they you know prove it wrong because it's not just those guys. I mean, Joe Harris coming back, they added." Uh, Warren, TJ Warren from the like they added all these pieces that I think right. are going to be really good for him. And I'm like, you, you ha- we're not even two weeks into the season, and Kyrie's talking, you know, uh, anti-Semitic remarks and all the other stuff that's going on. We got Ben Simmons taking a night off; he's fouling out left and right. Kyrie was defending him a couple weeks ago. I think Kyrie wants to be a martyr one way or the other. For it doesn't even matter what the cause is; like I, he just loves to talk and put himself in these situations. I think there is no question about. It. I think that he is the the typical I I think I'm really smart type of person on the face of the planet. Like I I believe my own ass. Like I think I'm that much smarter than the rest of you. When the truth is, dude, you're not. You're just not smarter than any of the rest of us. Like I'm not I'm saying. I'm waiting for him with the whole Earth is flat thing to go. Water and like the the Earth's made up of what seventy percent water and it's yeah. not carbonated. So right. technically, it's flat. <laughs> right. What? Where are we going with this? Right. Hey, uh, real quick, how you feel about the the World Series now? As uh, didn't play last night, uh, they will uh, hopefully be able to get Game Three in tonight. Yeah, I saw the uh, the pitching change. They go away from Syndergaard and go to uh, Suarez. Uh, there, there's a couple things, you know. Like I was telling the guys, I, I hate I hate lefties against the Astros because they're two big lefties hit lefties well in the lineup, and then you just have mashers all through, you know, one through nine um, with this uh, Astros team. So I would expect to see Trey Mancini in the lineup tonight and playing the out unless they do something else but you know you look at it Altuve's not getting on base uh had they pitched Syndergaard Syndergaard he's easy to steal on he's the worst pitcher at holding runners on he's pitching to contact he doesn't have his strikeout ability anymore the wind should be blowing kind of like slightly in it's more favorable to pitchers today um but I, I still lean the Astros it's that, that top two that they have with Valdez 
and um, and Verlander. Not to put them in that order. Man, I, I don't I don't know about Verlander anymore, do we? At some point, we got to acknowledge that like he's the worst World Series pitcher ever. Like, oh, he, yeah. I mean, you look at those numbers. They've been. I mean, Valdez has been great, and then what? Right. Christian Javier, who hasn't even got a chance to pitch. Was it was it Christian Javier? I believe was uh, or my no Jose Urquidy is a guy that's been like lights out in the World Series when he's had an opportunity. He hasn't even pitched in the postseason. So. Um, I mean, they have an embarrassment of riches at starting pitcher. Uh, so going with McCullers, uh, I got no problem with it. Uh, the guy can get out there and, and kind of, if he can limit Kyle Schwarber and, and Bryce Harper, I think he can control some of the righties there. So we'll see what happens. I, but I still lean Astros. They're, they're I, the better team. I do too. I just, I really think if it's 2 2, they get the game five, they're going to have to have a really quick hook with Verlander, which is crazy, right? Like, yeah, because he, he, he hasn't been that good in the postseason. No. No, and I think that they really screwed up when he started getting in trouble. They let him get banged around for five runs in game one. Like, I would have yeah. – you have so much pitching. You have so much available to you. Why are you letting that dude stay out there when clearly they were getting to him? It made no sense. All right, uh, what's coming up on the yep. show the rest of the week? Uh, so we're all in the rest of the week. Uh, we'll be talking about this matchup with the Saints on Monday night. Um, we'll probably get into some baseball stuff as well. And I know, um, you know, like – with the NBA, NHL, we always talk that all throughout the week, but uh, obviously the big conversation will be Roquan Smith this week. No question about it, and we'll see if there's anything more coming today. I'm not counting on it at this point. Um, I'm going to ask you to hop on with uh, Stan and Gary uh, Stein are filling in for me next Monday. If you don't mind doing a couple minutes with them, I'm sure they'd love to catch up with you. Uh, always appreciate you, pal. At Jamie Con, Let me talk to Kyrie and see if it's okay. Yeah, see it. Oh. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, oh. oh no. Uh, <laughs> at Jeremy Con 1057 on Twitter, of course, his picks every day at PressBoxOnline.com. Love you, buddy. We'll see you. All right, man. I'll see you guys. Jeremy Con, joining us here on GCR. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, no, no. Oh, how do you, uh, how do you, how do you just dance around? All right, uh, today's show is uh, brought to you by the new print issue of PressBox, which is available for free at your neighborhood Royal Farms and the hundreds of locations around town where you find PressBox. You can read it all at pressboxonline.com. It's Kevin Willard. You see him on the cover. He's the new head coach of the University of Maryland. I hear good things. Stan the fan and I sat down for a lengthy conversation with Kevin Willard. And learned a lot. You can find that right now, again, in all those locations. Also inside this print issue of PressBox, you can meet uh, men's and women's D1 players from every program in the area. And again, you can uh, go pick that up right now ahead of the start of college basketball season, which gets underway on Monday. Of course, the big story here today in Baltimore, the Baltimore Ravens have a new linebacker. Roquan Smith is headed to town. Let's find out a little bit more about the Ravens' newest addition. Our next guest, in addition to being a Bears analyst for NBC Sports Washington, of course, was a very high-level player in his career, former Bears defensive end, Mr. Alex Brown. He's with us now here on GCR. Alex, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's great to catch up with you, man. Thank you so much for taking some time for us. Absolutely. How y'all doing? Every, Thanks for having me on, Glenn. I mean, we're pretty excited right now, if I'm being honest with you, Alex. I mean... <laughs> Uh, the Ravens just came up with a hell of a football player, and I understand the situation in Chicago. To me, this is pretty logical on both ends. I, let me just start with, generically, when you hear the name Roquan Smith, Alex, what comes to mind for you? He's a tackling machine. That's what he does. He he makes, I mean, he's all over the place. He's going to be a great addition um, to the team uh, as far as football goes and then off the field. I mean, he's a 
we, you, you don't hear about him. I mean, it's not like he got in trouble or anything in Chicago. I mean, he's a quiet kid. He loves football. He's one of those guys. So, and you want a team full of those guys, right, that just love football. So he's a football player. Um, that's what comes to mind when I hear Roquan Smith. You, you bring up the tackling thing. He's obviously the leading tackler in the NFL right now. But what jumps out mm-hmm. at me is – you know, there's a lot of guys that just by nature of playing a position can can be the guys that can get tackles on the field. What mm-hmm. what is it about Roquan Smith that maybe goes beyond just being the guy playing at inside linebacker, so he's the one that's most likely to get the most tackles? Why is he even better than your average inside linebacker? I mean, yeah, he has great instincts now. Yeah, yeah, he does have great instincts. He's he has the quickness that you need um, in small spaces and. He anticipates very well. So uh, on some plays, I mean, he, he may – I don't know because I'm, I'm just watching the game, right? I don't hear the play that's being called. But sometimes you'll see him shoot a gap, and you're like, why in the hell did he do that? And then it's a tackle for loss. And you just – he has a knack for making plays. I love the kid. I think he's, he's going to be a hell of a player for you. Um, I think where we're at as a football team in Chicago – it just wasn't – it was time to move uh, from Roquan, even though he's a heck of a player. I mean, I was playing, and we did the same thing with um, with Greg Olson. Right. And he turned out to be a pretty damn good uh, tight end uh, for the Carolina Panthers. But sometimes what you're doing, uh, it just doesn't fit with a good, great player. Then you just move on and you give them an opportunity to play somewhere where their skill set um, fits better. He is Alex Brown, NBC Sports Chicago. He is with us here on Glenn Clark Radio as we're discussing new Ravens linebacker Roquan Smith. Alex, um, as being, you know, of course, you know, in Baltimore, this is the way it works, right? You play inside linebacker in this town, you're going to be compared <laughs> to Ray Lewis. It's the way it's going to go. I'm sure in Chicago it's been the same way for Brian Urlacher. Yep. It was, you know, he was being compared to Mike Singletary. Now everybody else can be I, I That's the way that it works, right? I think Mm -hmm. uniquely one of the things that has been brought up about this team since 2012 when Ray Lewis retired is we haven't seen the same level of, like, at times demonstrative leadership, like the guy that maybe will shake the fear of God into you and that at times maybe a team needs. Is that in Roquan Smith? What type of leader is he? Because it, it really does feel, I was, I was having a conversation yesterday, the Ravens haven't even had an inside linebacker wearing the green dot for the most part the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. It, is he that guy? Is he the leader of a defense when he's on the field? Yes, he is a leader of the defense on the field, but I think it's more with his play and how hard he plays, and he makes plays all over the field. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry to break it to you, Baltimore, but you're not going to find another Ray Lewis. We, un- <laughs> we, we understand that. <laughs> we, we do. Trust me, we've accepted the fact that it ain't going to be that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like Ray, Ray was a little different. Um, and Roquan, he's, I, I, he's obviously he's a lot quieter um, okay. than Ray, but he, he will lead um, by his play, and he will jump on guys if need be. I've seen him do that. I've seen him be that leader. But he he understands that when in a situation like this, it's not going to be too big for him. Just like coming behind Lance Briggs and Brian Urlacher and the list of linebackers in Chicago with Singletary and those guys, 
it, it's not going to be too big for him. He's not trying to be Ray Lewis. He's going to come in and be the best Roquan Smith he can be, and he's going to do it in a quieter manner. But I think he's going to be very productive um, for your football team and a great addition. I, I really do. It, it, did, he did wear the green dot in Chicago, correct? He, um, yes. Okay. Yeah, I, I yes. thought I thought I remember seeing mm-hmm. that at some point. So I mean, clearly, yep. you don't give somebody that responsibility if they're not a legitimate leader and someone who can communicate. Yeah, he's the, the guy. A hundred percent. Absolutely, he's the guy. Mm-hmm. It, I, I've used the word. It, look, I was enamored with Roquan Smith coming out of college, right? Like, I I, I remember. Yep. I remember who the first scout was that I talked to that was like, "Dude, there's there's no chance. Like, he's not falling to the Baltimore Ravens. You need to you need to change your focus." And I was very upset at that point. It was crushing to me. I have been long enamored with Roquan Smith, and the word that I have used is wrecker. And it's one of the other things that we talk about the Ravens who are built really well, but they're they're limited game changer wise, right? Lamar, of course, is a game changer. Um, Mark Andrews mm-hmm. has developed into a game changer at the tight end position. But they don't have many yep. other – they have a lot of other good football players, helpful pieces, really good football players in some instances. But I don't know that we would say they have many other game changers on the football field. Is it fair to put Roquan Smith in that category? Like he is capable of single-handedly changing a game as the season goes on for the Ravens. Absolutely. Yes, it is. And be comfortable when you say that. Yes, he is a game changer. He makes it, he, he immediately makes your he made your defense better the second um, the Baltimore Ravens finalized that that trade. He made your defense better. So and the players around him because they no longer have to worry about this particular job or what the what his job requires him to do. They don't have to worry about that. All they have to do is worry about their job now because he's going to take care of his job. And he can do a lot of different things. He can rush the quarterback. Well, on blitzes, he can. He he's a really good um, blitzing linebacker. Yeah. He's a sure tackler. I mean, the guy is a really really good player. I'm telling you, when when you pick him up and you're talking about the draft, when we picked him up in the draft, he's one of those guys. And being in Chicago, and you get Mr. Trubisky, and you get Kevin White, and you get these <laughs> right. question marks. You know, you get these question marks in the top ten, and then you get Roquan Smith. They, he's the guy. He's the type of player that the second you pick him in the draft, you know he's a starter on your football team. Like he's that type of guy. And I think, just like I said earlier, the second you guys finalize that deal, he made your defense a lot better. One of the issues the Ravens have run into with inside linebackers post Ray Lewis and even late in Ray Lewis's tenure is coverage that they've had. You know, C.J. Mosley was a quality inside linebacker, right? He could play, but he was a liability in coverage. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I know it's difficult to find that guy, right? We're almost talking about a unicorn. Correct. How is Roquan Smith in coverage? He is average above average, I would say. Okay. If, I, if I'm being honest, I yeah. mean, if, that's, if, there's a black, if there's a black eye on Roquan, I, it would have to be if you get him out in space – trying to cover a, um, a running back. If, he, if he's going to tackle a guy, we can put his hands on him. But having to stay with a, a smaller running back in space, it gets tough. It gets tough for him, I think. But I think that'll come as he matures and gets older um, and he starts to take care of his body a little better. I think he'll get in better shape. I've said for the past year, if he lost eight pounds, he'd become a superstar. Hmm. He, he really would. And I hope that Baltimore gets him to do that. Just, just 
tone up just a little bit, and he'll be a superstar. I think he's a really, really good player, and I have nothing but good things to say about him. But if he just toned up, when Lance Briggs came into camp and you saw him at 235 to 238 pounds, you knew he was going to be an all-pro that year. When he came in at about 247, you're like, eh, it's going to be a struggle this year, you know? So if, if you can get, just get him to do it, eight pounds. If he loses it, he will be an all-pro player for you for a long time. All right, uh, just another minute here with Alex Brown on GCR from out in Chicago. Alex, it, is it worth $20 million a year for the Ravens to try to keep? I think the, the good news about this trade is that you can do the math and see how it could work if the Ravens don't sign Roquan long-term, mm-hmm. right? Like you're going to get a third-round compensatory mm-hmm. pick for him, so you're switching out yep. a second for a third and giving up a fifth, and in exchange you get a half season of Roquan Smith. That math can work, right? Um, Correct. But it, it all of a sudden looks like a really great deal if Roquan Smith could stick around for a while. However, we know he's he's looking for a big money. Is Roquan Smith worth $20 million a year to be patrolling inside linebacker for years to come in Baltimore? If he is, if he is in top condition, he is worth the $19, 20000000 million a year. If he is not, and then I, I think he is right around that $14, 15000000 million. But if he's in top condition, I think it does put him in that category with the middle linebacker out in uh, Indianapolis. It put him in there with Warner out in San Francisco. So it puts him in that category if he gets his body in top condition. If he does it, I, I'm telling you, he is an a all-pro player at a really high level for the next five, six years. Uh, he's, he's really, really good, man, and he loves football. You know the guys that you worry about them when they get paid, you don't know what they're going to do? The kid loves football, so whether he gets paid or not doesn't really matter. Obviously, he wants to get paid, but it's not going to change who he is because he loves the game. He loves the smell of cut grass, if you know what I mean. He just – he loves it. So, I mean, I I wish we could have kept him, um, but, hey, um, Baltimore got got a hell of a player. I have – Nothing but good things to say about Roquan. You're, you're going to like him. I love it, man. Love it. At Alex Brown 96 is how you follow him on Twitter and 96A Brown on Instagram, correct? Yes, sir. Anything else we can plug for you, my friends? Um, no. Uh, just <laughs> keep, keep, uh, keep Lamar Jackson doing well. I have him hey. on my fantasy team. Hey, bro. I need him to keep rolling. Hey, man. You're, you're speaking. <laughs> may, may, may he. May he be the, the greatest quarterback that ever played in the history of football uh, yes. every week for the rest of the season. Uh, Alex, I love it. really appreciate taking the time for us, man. Thank you so much for doing this. We'd love to chat with you again down the road, all right? Absolutely. Let's do it. Thank you, guys. Alex Brown, former uh, Bears defensive end, now with uh, NBC Sports Chicago. Appreciate him. And, um, you know, confirming a lot of things I think we felt about Roquan Smith. Um, you know, it, a- acknowledging hey, if there's a limitation, it's in coverage. I don't know that we're going to say, oh, oh, great. We've heard that story before. But I think we need to be fair. Like, what we're asking for in an inside linebacker who's both a wrecker and, you know, plays coverage like a safety, that player doesn't exist. Like, that, that guy is not to be found in football any longer. Now, if you're just not a liability, if you're just not someone that immediately, the moment they see you on the field... They're saying, ah, all right, we know where we're going. That goes a long way, right? Like, the standard can't be outstanding coverage linebacker because 
I, I almost feel like we're asking for a running back to be the greatest pass catcher of all time. Like, you got to be great, able to go be great and high point the football. Well, if you could do that, you'd probably play another position. Like, that's probably the reality. We're asking for something that is almost impossible to find. But what Roquan Smith does, yo, 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 how are you not jacked about that? How are you not excited about it? Speaking of jacked, I uh, I saw MC Ernest pictures from Halloween. It was wandering around as Poseidon. Yeah, no problem. Very comfortable. He and Tyus Bowser are both very comfortable with their shirts oh. off. He and Tyus I was loving Bowser. Tyus's post. I really hope we can get him to uh, maybe maybe flex for us tonight. <laughs> get him to wear the costume, again. bro. Bro, some glow sticks. He looks, down the he looks he looks good, man. <laughs> like he looks good. Now, Micah, you look good too. But I mean, Tyus, maybe uh, I'm definitely no. But might have beat yeah NFL defensive line. Might have beat yeah a little bit. Uh, we'll of course be talking about that with Tyus tonight. We will be at the uh, Hamilton Sports Bar and Grill on Hartford Road. Come join us. Tyus and his special guest, Devin Duvernay, starting at 7 o'clock for the Tyus Bowser Show. Uh, Stan the Fan and Ross Grimsley caught up with former Oriole Shane Turner, now an executive with the uh, San Francisco Giants. You can find that right now, facebook.com slash pressboxsports, pressboxonline.com slash video, or youtube.com slash pressboxonline. We'll come back in, get a tidbit, get tubular, and then simply the bets. It's all on the way. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Uh, I swear it is. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Oh, Level officers start at close to fifty-nine right, thousand a year. With a, we got it. We can't play half a commercial for somebody. They pay good money for us to run their commercials. We got to play the whole thing. All right, Glenn Clark Radio. Oh no. Oh no. What? Say it again. Glenn Clark Radio. Apartment is hiring. No. Nope. And- no. <laughs> what is going on? I, I I apologize. I don't. I, I yeah yeah. Are, are we okay? Maybe click off, click on again, try it again, set it up, make sure we're unmuted, breathe deep. Go okay. for it. Glenn Clark Radio. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers start at close to $59,000 a year with a $10,000 bonus. Some restrictions apply. Plus a great retirement plan, medical, dental, and vision insurance, advancement to specialized units, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days earned per calendar year, and even further incentives for military members and veterans. If you have a passion for service and want a career for life, visit JoinBaltimoreCountyPD.com or call 410-887-5542. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer. Come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. Glory Days Grill's Oktoberfest menu is now running. It's one of their most popular seasonal menus all year. It features the chicken schnitzel, the Oktoberfest brewer's platter, the brewer's sausage sandwich, the Bavarian burger with a pretzel bun, the cheddar ale soup, the slam dunk pretzels, and the apple cobbler. All of these meals pair well with Oktoberfest beers and Angry Orchard on draft. Dine in or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and pick up your favorites to take home. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. That first sip. That first bite. 
Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Have you been to Guilford Hall Brewery? Located in Baltimore's Station North neighborhood, Guilford Hall Brewery breaks the craft brew mold with their great handcrafted microbrews and amazing Bavarian-style food selections. Join Guilford Hall seven days a week for Orioles, Ravens, and all of your favorite college games. Make plans now to watch the big games, play trivia, or bring your dog for yappy hour. They even have free valet service on Friday and Saturday nights. Go to guilfordhall.com for a complete schedule of events, beer listings, and food and drink specials, we'll see you at Guilford Hall Brewery. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. Tune in to Simply the Bets every Tuesday and weekend at Bookies every other Thursday at 11.40 a.m. And if you really have nothing better to do, keep listening to this show too. Tidbit is brought to you by the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. Save $100 when you use the code TAILGATE right now at ginsugrills.com. Again, that's ginsugrills.com. Use the code TAILGATE, and you'll save $100 when you order your all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. What you got? All right, so Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell have combined for 1688 receiving yards this season that is the most by a teammate duo in the first games in the first 8 games of a season in the Super, Super Bowl era okay i yeah. believe that um, and then Tyreek Hill by himself has 961 of those 1688 receiving yards uh what and those 961 is the third most in the first 8 games of a season in the Super Bowl era so can you name the two guys with the most no. and also the guy that he passed? I mean, come on. Say, say it again while I think about it. I mean, Nine? How, all right. How, how in the world? You should, I mean, you should really. Yeah. 961 receiving yards in the first eight games of a season. That is the third most that Tyreek I mean, All I can do is just name guys that have had a ton of receiving yards in a season. And, like, uh, Josh Gordon, for example. Not Josh Gordon. Like, this is the problem. Like, I... I Larry Fitzgerald. No. I mean, I, there's there's no Cooper Cup. No. There, Calvin Johnson. Between Randy Moss, Terrell Owens, Jerry Rice, Michael Irvin, um, Andre Reed, Art Monk. No. James Lofton, Between, Steve Largent, <laughs> no. Devontae Between. Adams, Stephon Diggs, Adam Thielen, Chris Carter. Between <laughs> Marvin Harrison, Isaac Bruce. There you go, Marvin Harrison. Hey, number two, Marvin Harrison. Uh, so Tyreek Hill, he has 962 in 2000 with the Colts. Tory Holt, Reggie Wayne. Hey! hey, number one, Tory Holt. Tory Holt, uh, 978 in 2003 with How the Rams. Anybody remember specifically who had the most receiving yards? Through Marvin Harrison games. was two, 962. Like it's just an impossible thing for Tyreek Hill. 961 is third with through the first eight games of the season, passing this guy who had 960 yards. In 2011, Julio Jones, Steve Smith, Roddy White. He is now the uh, Marcus Colston, Dolphins wide receivers coach. How in the world cool. would I know who the Dolphins wide receivers coach is? How is that supposed to be some a fact that people just have lying around? Uh, who's the Dolphins wide receivers coach? <laughs> it, that, so I, he, that, he couldn't be too famous because I would definitely know yeah. if he was too famous. Um, Sorry, Michael. 
Did you have a guess? No, did no you look I just it looked it up. Oh, you, oh. you son of I a I feel bitch. like you can get it, though. Great. Alliteration is a hint. <laughs> Alliteration. I already said Chris Carter. He's a, He was... 2011, 960 yards. Did I tell you the team yet? It's no, not Justin he, Jefferson because no. uh, he was a New England Patriot in 2011. Oh, Wes Welker. Okay. Wes Welker. Okay. That is the top four. Should, that's a thing that's, that people just know. <laughs> people would just know that. Well, it, just, it was just interesting because right. he was a, right. he, since he's coaching. Right, that, I get it. I get it. All right. Uh, totally Tubular is brought to you by FanDuel, and online sports betting is coming to Maryland in the next few weeks. PressBox is your source for the best offers and sign-up incentives. Starting right now, you can get a $100 pre-registration credit from our friends at FanDuel by going to PressBoxOnline.com offers. The $100 credit is in addition to the new user promo you'll get when they go live. Just go to PressBoxOnline.com offers right now to get your $100 FanDuel pre-registration bonus credit. PressBoxOnline.com offers. Here's what's coming up tonight, totally tubular-wise. Uh, World Series Game 3, they will try again this evening. Lance McCullers, Ranger Suarez as the Astros and Phillies play Game 3 on Fox. Uh, UMBC Soccer wraps up the regular season at Binghamton at 7 o'clock on AmericaEast.tv. I'm sorry I won't be able to be for, there for it, but a cool uh, exhibition basketball contest. Uh, Stevenson is playing Loyola tonight at 7 on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, I will, unfortunately, be with uh, Tyus Bell. Uh, not unfortunately. I'm looking forward to being, unfortunately, for the two schools that I work for, which is kind of crazy. And they asked if I could come over, and I'm, I just, I'm sorry. I can't do it because I'll be with Tyus tonight. But a uh, neat event tonight uh, on ESPN+. Plus. College football, ESPNU, Ball State, Kent State at 7, ESPN2, Buffalo, Ohio at 7.30. So, yes, if you're a true degenerate, we are into the action uh, portion of the season. Midweek games the rest of the year. The Capitals best. host the Golden Knights tonight at 7 on NBC Sports Washington. Bruins Penguins at 8. And Duck Sharks at 10.30 on ESPN. Bulls Nets at 7.30. Timberwolves Suns at 10 on TNT. Uh, Champions League this afternoon on Paramount Plus. The Golazo Show at 3 on CBS Sports Network. And WWE NXT tonight at 8 on the USA Network. Non-sports? Uh, your favorite duo is on Colbert tonight. Matthew Perry and Elizabeth Warren. Never go anywhere without each other. Literally. I mean, I, I, I'm so sick of the two of them together. Uh, let's see. Frank Grillo and Mandy, M- Mandy Mindy uh, Kaling on Jimmy Kimmel. You like Will- Mindy Kaling. I'm a fan. Uh, Will Arnett, Tyga, and Mila Kraling on uh, James Corden. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Mila, Mila, Mila Kraling. She was a burrito in Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, okay. All she right. was a right. the, fan. Fan. I yeah. like. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Weird Al will be on uh, Jimmy Jimmy Fallon with Lupita Nyong'o. Great. Yeah. Great. <laughs> and then the big Here's one. Like, I don't even hate Weird Al. Like I, I'm. You know, I I'm, like if Al. anything, I'm, 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 I'm more positive than negative. It's the people that try to portray him as being. A legend as being an icon, as being somebody worthy of having a movie made about their life. Like he's a a guy who did bad versions of good songs. Like he was semi clever. They were, they were and fun versions. They were silly. They were semi clever, but not much more than semi clever. Weird Al's great when you're twelve. Like when you're twelve, Weird Al's a genius because he says silly things. Then you realize, like, no. You're no. right. You're right. I did think he was pretty cool when I was yeah, like when 12. everybody's twelve. You think that Weird Al's the greatest thing that ever happened. Then at some point you Eat realize, oh, like, like we all could do this. We all could just take silly words and nonsensically replace the words of other songs with them. It's, it's, it's a, it's, it's great that he's made a career out of it. But we gotta be, 
very careful about how much praise we give to Weird Al. Like, uh, it really disturbed me that when Coolio died, people kept talking about Weird Al. Like, Coolio was brilliant. Weird Al was a, a dude who co-opted other people's skills. And that doesn't mean that he didn't have some skill. He did. But we got to be careful on how we talk about that. Uh, the and the big thing is a Hulu documentary. God forbid the sex scandal that brought down a dynasty. That's the Jerry Falwell documentary where like the pool boy. Ah, but you know like, what, John Proctor, he does play the accordion. Oh, that thing starts today. Yes. yes oh, I do want to watch. I do yeah, want to watch the Jerry that. Falwell. The pool boy. Yeah, yeah. He was paying the pool boy to bang his wife. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember. The, I remember the story. Trust me, I remember so the that's, story. So that's on Hulu. That is. Yeah. The, that's probably the biggest highlight. And I believe it's the it's the Billy Corbin who did it. The guy that did Cocaine Cowboys is the guy that did um, this this Jerry Falwell thing. So mm. it's okay. it's it's the gotcha. documentary version of Righteous Gemstones. Frankly, is what it is, which I'm all in. By the way, how do we not have another season of Righteous Gemstones yet? What the hell is their pattern for giving us seasons of that show? Who do we got to get in contact with? I, it's the greatest show on television. What what do, what does it take for us to get a season three of Righteous Gemstones? For Christ's sake, I am almost finished. Uh, Wrexham, though I have a, ah, I, nice. I have dove in significantly You're cruising cruising yep. through no I, it, I I enjoy it I have enjoyed it as much as everybody said that I enjoy it like I there's a limit to it it's still like I I would rather get another season of Sunny but like this is this is it's really good I do like it I have I've greatly enjoyed the show and I do feel inclined to like root for Wrexham if they ever become a thing like if they ever move up to a league that matters I would be inclined to root for them. All right, very good. Thanks today to Alex Brown. Thanks also to uh, Santi Aldama. Thanks to Jeremy and Joe Serpico. We'll get it all up in the greatest hits section of the <laughs> tab at glenclarkradio.com. On the program tomorrow, we will bring you segment number one of the Tyus Bowser Show with Devin DuVernay. Rayshon Lewis, the son of, yeah, exactly right. The son of former wide receiver Freddie Lewis. Exactly right. That's the, uh, Ray Lewis, the son Rayshon, uh, has been getting some serious run uh, in recent weeks for Kentucky. He's a wide receiver there. We're going to catch up with him, uh, talk to him about that. And uh, Zach McPherson, uh, Baltimore native, uh, now with the Philadelphia Eagles. They're undefeated. Uh, we will talk to him about his uh, rookie season in the NFL and stuff and things. Of course, if there's any more movement before the trade deadline, we will be talking about that as well. Thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including the Baltimore County Police Department, Glory Days Grill, Royal Farms, the Costas Inn, Guilford Hall Brewery, Great Eights Memorabilia, the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland, Maryland Vascular Specialist, the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Micah at Micah.Ernest on Instagram. Make sure you're following us on TikTok. We got uh, anything lined up for TikTok? Or are we? All right, we'll talk about it after the show. Uh, uh, thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Tuesday night. Go, nobody in particular, Duke sucks, Ohio State sucks too. If you're with us on audio, do nothing. If you're with us on video, give us a minute. Go back to where you started. Hit refresh. Simply the Bets is coming up next.
Welcome into Simply the Bets, brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland. Glenn Clark, Griffin Bass. In just a minute, we head out to Vegas, catch up with our buddy Aaron Oster from VEASAN. Later on in the program, we will head into the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland, where cash outs are now available on your parlay bets. You hit the first couple of legs. You start to feel queasy about one of the other ones. You can go find out what you can cash out for at the self-service kiosks. We will talk with our our friend Leon Twyman, the general manager of the FanDuel Sportsbook, a little bit later on in the program. That's all on the way. We begin by headed out to Vegas. Our friend from VEASAN, Aaron Oster, goes over his Five L's of sports betting each and every week. Aaron, what's going on, pal? How are you? I'm doing well, doing well. Actually, I uh, had a nice bounce back weekend this weekend and then experienced my first uh, Halloween on Fremont Street last night. Ooh, so, uh, good weekend ooh. overall. What does Halloween look like on Fremont Street? I've never been there for Halloween. It's uh, it, it's pretty crazy. Think like uh, Bourbon Street for Mardi Gras, but everyone dressed up in costumes. I'm a fan. That sounds decent. That sounds like a good little way to spend. What uh, what did uh, what, what were you dressed as? Unfortunately, last night I was coming off of work, so I didn't get oh, to dress last lame, night. But I did. I, lame. I, I know. I, I I did do the do the uh, Jedi get up over the weekend. So uh, all right, you know. all right, not bad, not bad. Um, yep. You didn't make a lot of quick payoff bets last week. I realized I figured out your no. game last week. You you were like I know how to make sure that Glenn doesn't tell me that I had a bad week next week. It's by not really making a lot of short term bets. That's the best I way to go one. about doing it. You did make one, and, and I hit it, and you hit it. Correct. You were technically one and zero last week, um, as Mike Evans did indeed go over sixty eight and a half receiving yards. Um, it didn't work out well for the Buccaneers, but it sure worked out well for him as he had another big game. That's right. Must be nice to have a Mike Evans. Must be nice. Wouldn't <laughs> – would, cannot relate. Cannot relate. Um, a couple of uh, notes that Griffin, in digging through some of your older bets, um, pointed out that you, uh, you've you got the over back uh, on June 28th. You bet over five and a half wins on the Seattle Seahawks. And, yes, uh, I did. That looks like it's going to hit. That looks like that's going to be a winner. Could become official very shortly as they sit at five right now. They need just one more. Not looking quite as good about Rashad Bateman hitting his over total no. for the year of uh, 825 and a half receiving yards as he only has 285 and now likely headed to IR. Does not look yeah. great for Rashad Bateman to hit that number. We will continue to monitor Aaron's bets. Let's dive into this week's five L's. A local bet, a long-term bet, a long-shot bet, a lovable bet, a loser bet. We begin locally. Aaron, what do you like? Uh, so we, we are on – the Ravens are on Monday Night Football next week, and the total sitting at 48-and-a-half, and – Primetime unders have been the way to go for a while. Uh, last night's game either pushed or was under, depending on the book or when you got it. And uh, when you look since 2015, Monday night football unders are 46, 31, and 2. Primetime unders this season, 16 and 9 this season. And throwing the Ravens, as you mentioned, banged up offense. And Andy Dalton in primetime. Now, granted, that could go the bad way if he throws uh, three pick sixes or something like that. 
Either way, I think the number's a little bit inflated here at 48 and a half. I'm going to take the under 48 and a half in uh, this week's Ravens Saints game. I think that's the play. I, I mean, I, I think it is. I, you know, the Saints defense is good. Now the Ravens had Roquan Smith. Like, I, I believe that's the play, but. I'm actually a little bit surprised by the number, if I'm being honest with you. I, I, so am I. When I, when I saw that, I, I thought it was going to be 44, 45. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. I, I think you're right about that. I think that's a good play. All right, next up, let's go uh, long-term. Give me a futures bet that you like. Uh, so we actually had a little bit, uh, well, I should say a little bit, a fairly big shakeup in the Heisman market uh, over this past week. Hennon Hooker became the favorite for the first time this season, and for good reason. Hennon Hooker's good. Tennessee's a great story. The problem is I don't know if that story is going to continue, and because of that, I think you can get the value on the presum- pre- presumptive favorite all year. C.J. Stroud has been the favorite all year, and all of a sudden at FanDuel, you can get him at 2-1 to one to win the Heisman. If Tennessee loses to Georgia this week, they are an eight-point underdog, I don't think Hendon Hooker is the favorite going forward. Now, if they lose this week, there's still a path for Hendon Hooker to win the Heisman. Tennessee could still sneak in depending on what happens, but their road gets a lot harder. And meanwhile, Ohio State looks like they're going to cruise to the college football playoff. And again, C.J. Stroud putting up great numbers. So if I can get a player like C.J. Stroud, who, again, I think that next week he'll be back to being the favorite at plus 200, which, by the way, is a better number at FanDuel than any other place really in the country. Usually he's being found around plus 150, plus 160, that range. So plus 200 is good value compared to other books. I think there's a great chance to uh, get some opportunity here and get a little bit of value at plus 200 on CJ Stroud to win the Heisman. I I hear everything you're saying, right? Like, I absolutely agree with basically everything you're saying. There's just a flip side argument of what if Tennessee is completely for real and what if they do beat Georgia on Saturday? Because if they do, I think, as we've talked about before, like the Heisman is also largely, it becomes a narrative award. And uh, if Tennessee beats Georgia on Saturday, I, oh yeah, it's, I, it's pretty much over. If yeah, that's the case. right. Like I, I, I think at that point you might as well like you know, forget about any other ticket. Um, I, I'm with you, and I, again, the math says if Georgia is an eight point favorite against Tennessee, then the number this number should this number's not right. I understand what you're saying. I'm just I've been a doubter. I've been a guy who didn't believe in Tennessee a couple times already this season. And uh, I don't know. I'm starting to think that maybe it might be time. It might be time for me to get on board, to get on the train. It's possible. We will see. Hey, we... plus 250. If you like them, maybe you, you play, uh, you know, you get your two, plus 200 ticket, and then you sprinkle a little plus 250 on the Tennessee money line. That's fair. That's a good way to hedge. You know what? That's a very good way to hedge if you want to go that route. All right. Uh, Aaron Oster is with us. Let's go to the long shot. I feel like we've always... Like I, I feel like we, you know, maybe in the future should think more about game underdogs, right? Like, and maybe it doesn't have to be as insane as some. Of, I know that you've regularly said like you wanted to go with big numbers, but um, but where are you going this week? What's your what's your underdog that you like? Yeah, and I have looked for uh, the the long shot. I think I've given you a few prop plays in the past that have been uh, long shots, but you know, sometimes it's more fun just to play these big numbers and. Well, this is a big number. It's not as big as I usually give you. I'm not going to give you the 30, 40, 50 to one. But there's one I liked, and it, it stems off a conversation we had last week where you were asking me, hey, when, when are the uh, conference odds going to come out for college basketball? Funny enough, later that day, they started to drop uh, pretty much in mass around the country. And uh, I started to look at one, and I'm going to look at actually the ACC right now in college basketball. And 
look, UNC is the number one team in the country. There's a reason for it. They have a lot of returning talent. But I'm starting to get a little bit of a feeling of UCLA from this past year where they're a good team, no doubt, but they're getting a little bit inflated because of their tournament run. If UNC had lost in the second round of the tournament last year, I think that they are a top fringe top 10 team. They're not the number one team in the country. And I think they're getting inflated because of that. So I'm looking for places to fade them. And the one place I think that really sticks out is that ACC regular season market. And by the way, conference regular season markets often can be volatile. They can come down to a single game. They can come down to, you know, just a little, you know, uh, bounce of the basketball. And you can get some weird regular season winners that won't necessarily win the conference tournament and won't necessarily do well in the NCAA tournament, but does well in the regular season. So right now, UNC is the plus 135 favorite in it. And I don't think there's value there. And I think there's value on another team. It's not Duke, despite all their talent. I think Duke is I'm very curious about what they become. Again, another talented team, good recruiting class, but they're already injured. They're going to start the season injured. And obviously they, you know, no coach K on the bench anymore. So how they go. So I'm looking, I think there's value and kind of an old ACC standby here. And that's the university of Virginia. They returned five starters from last year. They had a good stretch for and Ben Vanderplas from Ohio. Obviously they have a great coach. And look, if you're into the analytics, Ken Palm really, really loves this team. Probably too much. Ken Palm has it as the fifth best team in the country. I don't believe that. But I do believe this is a good team, and you can get them at plus 650 to win the ACC. I think that's a way too high number. I think that number should be closer to three or four to one. I think there's great value here. So as a long shot play, yeah, give me Virginia to win the ACC regular season at plus 650. Okay. I don't, I don't have an issue with that. And I, I actually kind of I – I am in some agreement with you about where Carolina is. However, you do have to acknowledge how much they bring back and – you know, Armando oh, they're a great team. Like, they're, they're a great team. I'm not, I'm not trying to, to say that they're not a great team. I just don't know that they are the best I, team in the country I, as they're being treated. Right, and I think that's fair. But I do think they would be, even if they had lost, they would have been looked at as a team that would have been primed to make, take a, make a rise this season if they had, had brought back mm-hmm. all the players that they did. The interesting part to me, I did, so it, how does it work if you, if you bet a conference winner? I just never noticed this before. A conference outright winner if two teams finish tied, you just the bet gets voided. No, so I, I actually I was learning a, a lot about this last year, and it depends book to book. You have to talk about it. I believe with FanDuel that they go with whoever the number one seed is in the conference in the tournament. tournament. Okay, all right. Now there are other books, and I'm not again I'm not 100 which one FanDuel does. There are some books that'll basically split the bet. If you bet somebody and they tie, you get half of what you would normally. Okay. All right. That's interesting. That's interesting. I just I've never seen that before. So it's um yes. it's something I got to learn more about. All right. Let's keep moving on. Give me the one that you say. No matter what, you don't make this bet. This bet is a loser. Uh, I'm going to start with saying that there is a chance that this bet hits, but this is one where I don't think there's any value in it. I, I, I think you'd be crazy to bet I'm, the. Yes I'm still confused one. by why it is that you include these as losers if you acknowledge that, that they might be winners. <laughs> Because I think you're making a loser bet. You're making a bad bet. Bad bets can hit sometimes. Like you can make a crazy bet that shouldn't hit, and it hits. By the way, I, I believe. But I, I believe if bet. you make a bad bet and it wins, it's called a winner. I'm pretty sure that's the way that it works. Ah, uh, it's true. It's true. Right. But it's not get, the way get, that get I'm to, doing get, this. Get category. to the point. Get to the point. Get, get to the point. Get to the point. Uh, Chargers to make the playoffs. Uh, the yes is minus one B right now. Every aspect of this team is banged up. The defense, obviously, they have just lost yeah, Casey else? Jackson. And they just lost somebody else this morning, too, didn't they? 
Uh, yeah, and Bosa's banged up. Like, the entire team's banged up. The offense, the wide receivers are banged up. Justin Herbert doesn't look like himself. The whole team looks like a mess. Um, a minus 180 means a 65% chance of making the playoffs. I just do not think there's a 65% chance of making the playoffs. Now, they might slide, again, I said this might hit simply because, well, seven teams have to make the playoffs in the AFC. And there's really, you know, that seventh spot is kind of up for grabs right now. There's not a team that really seems like, oh, well, that's an obvious team that's going to rise and take it. Um, I just think that there's no way the Chargers have a 65% chance of taking that. I think, honestly, it should be plus money for them to make the playoffs at this point. It's not, it's minus 180. If you're thinking about it, if you like the Chargers, just don't, don't play that. Find another way to bet them because, uh, yeah, the minus 180 is a bad, bad bet there on the Chargers. I, I get what you're saying. I don't know. I I don't I don't like the line either, but to your point, like when we're talking about a bunch of teams that I don't like, somebody's got to get there. Like somebody's got to mm-hmm. make it. I don't know. Uh, by the way, I was wrong. It wasn't the Chargers. It was uh, the Bengals lost Chidobia Wuze for the rest yeah. of the season. Yeah, that's, the who, that's who I saw that uh, was, was it was Dunsky, torn ACL there. So um, I, on, bad news for the Bengals obviously makes the Ravens' path in the AFC North even a bit more clear. Um, and and let's go to the one that you say this one. However, you love it's the one that it is worth it. Get there immediately. Take rides with strangers. Do whatever it is that you have to do in order to get the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in order to make this bet because it is one you love. Haven't given out a teaser in a while, and teasers actually haven't been hitting at the best pace uh, this season, but I do think it's due for some regression, and there is a prime teaser candidate on the board right now. Uh, the first leg, the teaser, just a reminder for everybody, teaser, you can move, uh, you have to play multiple games, you can move the line six points in either direction. So obviously, if you're taking the underdog, you boost it up six points. If you're taking the favorite, you lower it by six points. I'm giving you a two-leg teaser here that I think is going to come through. First one, take the Seahawks. Seahawks getting two against the Cardinals. Boost that up to Seahawks plus eight. Get through the three, get through the seven. And then the other side, this is a little bit of a hold your nose based on what we saw yesterday, but I still think there's value in here. Pair it with the Cincinnati Bengals against the Panthers, taking the Bengals from minus seven all the way down to minus one. Seahawks plus eight. Bengals minus one. Whew, that is a, that's a bold feeling you have about a Bengals team that looked like doo-doo last night. It's, yes. Um, it, it, it's bold. I, I just I think that if I'm getting them virtually as a pick, it's still good against that Panthers team. Granted, P.J. Walker and D.J. Moore, you know, D.J. Moore will probably learn to keep on his helmet now. But uh, I, I understand the hesitation. I still think there's enough talent there on the Bengals that – even though uh, they're very banged up right now, hitting them at virtually a pick. And, and really, it's the Seahawks leg that I love that I'm looking to pair with with one, and the Bengals just jumped out as the one to do, pair it with. All right. I am, uh, I'm a bit more trepidatious about this than you are. I'm, obviously, I'm completely good with the Seahawks, so I can't believe like the, the, the disrespect that we're still giving the Seahawks at this point. Like, what, yeah. what are we doing you, here? You re- that line, it didn't, it didn't last long. That line actually opened at Seahawks plus three. Um, what, that what? would have been my favorite on its own if what I could have gotten world? to three. What are we doing? <laughs> like, why? All right, never mind. It's a conversation for a different day. So I'm I'm utterly good with that side of it. Yeesh, the Bengals side of it. Man, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I, I'd almost 
I almost <laughs> want to bet the other side of that, like, and put that in a yeah, teaser. Bo boost the Panthers up to 13. That's what I'm saying. It's not like, a terrible play. That, yeah, it's that, not a terrible play. That, to me, seems like a better play. I, all right, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe maybe we both bet it, and we see who's the winner next week. Maybe we, yeah. we, we feel that out. All right, sir. Uh, remind everybody what's going on with VEASAN. Uh, we have a college basketball guide coming out shortly, and actually, in just a few weeks, we will have a World Cup guide Ooh, coming out. We're still World doing Cup that, huh? Right around. We're still doing. Yeah, that. we're still doing. No that. one's allowed to have Even sex. No one's allowed to drink. No one's allowed to cheer. No one's allowed to do anything. Uh, there's human rights atrocities. But here in America, we're allowed to gamble. Let's on go it. soccer. So, let's go soccer. So uh, keep your eyes out for all that on Veasan.com. All right, at the AOster on Twitter is how you follow him. All right, buddy, we will talk to you next week. Thank you as always. All right, I hope everyone hits their bets. That's Aaron Oster joining us from Vison out in Vegas. Yeah, the Seahawks plus eight and the Panthers plus 13 is – I kind of like that teaser, if I'm being honest. Panthers and Pens have been pretty good against the spread the last couple yeah. of weeks. Yeah, um, and I'm getting 13 points now to play with against the Bengals team that – I mean, if the Panthers still have Brian Burns, then – the Bengals went right back to being the Bengals again. I get it. Not everybody's Miles Garrett. I understand that. Miles Garrett's a different, a different animal. Um, we didn't talk much about last night's game. Browns look great. They look like a team that that could maybe figure some things out and still be respectable until they get Deshaun Watson back, which is only a couple of weeks away now. Um, I kind of love plus eight for the Seahawks, plus thirteen for the Panthers. I'm talking myself into playing that <laughs> teaser right now at minus one thirty four. All right, when we come back in, we will head to the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland. Find out what's going on. Our buddy Leon Twyman, the general manager of the FanDuel Sportsbook, will join us next. This is Simply the Bats. Have you been to Guilford Hall Brewery? Located in Baltimore Station North neighborhood, Guilford Hall Brewery breaks the craft brew mold with their great handcrafted microbrews and amazing Bavarian-style food selections. Join Guilford Hall seven days a week for Orioles, Ravens, and all of your favorite college games. Make plans now to watch the big games, play trivia, or bring your dog for yappy hour. They even have free valet service on Friday and Saturday nights. Go to guilfordhall.com for a complete schedule of events, beer listings, and food and drink specials. We'll see you at Guilford Hall Brewery. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. What's up, everyone? This is Tyus Bowser, and I'm excited to tell you that I'm back for season two of the Tyus Bowser Show in partnership with Pressbox and Great Ace Memorabilia. Join us on Tuesday nights throughout the season as I'll be heading all over town with my special guests. And of course, our co-hosts, Glenn and Rita. Where's Rita and Glenn? What is it? I look forward to meeting you guys and talking a little bit about football and a lot about life. And if you happen to miss the show, you can now catch a replay Friday nights on 1057 The Fan. Get all of your details for the Tyus Bowser Show right now at PressBoxOnline.com slash Bowser. The next Tyus Bowser Show is Tuesday, November 1st at the Hamilton Sports Bar and Grill, 5506 Hartford Road. It's brought to you by Maryland Vascular Specialists and the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. 
Sports betting has come to Maryland, and we're ready to help you win some money. Tune in for Simply the Bets every Tuesday morning at 1140. FanDuel Sportsbook GM Leon Twyman and VEASAN's Aaron Oster join the guys every week to give you all of the info you need and offer you a few winners. And every other Thursday at 1140, tune in for Weekend at Bookies as Andrew Stecka and Alloy Sports Brad Cronthal help make you some money for the weekend. So come win some money with us on Simply the Bets every Tuesday and Weekend at Bookies every other Thursday. Brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Listen at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. Watch at YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. Glory Days Grill's Oktoberfest menu is now running. It's one of their most popular seasonal menus all year. It features the chicken schnitzel, the Oktoberfest brewer's platter, the brewer's sausage sandwich, the Bavarian burger with a pretzel bun, the cheddar ale soup, the slam dunk pretzels, and the apple cobbler. All of these meals pair well with Oktoberfest beers and Angry Orchard on draft. Dine in or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and pick up your favorites to take home. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. Check out Jeremy Kahn's daily picks at PressBoxOnline.com as he tries to find you daily winners. And speaking of winners, here's a man who once won a media curling contest. And I don't think anything else. He's Glenn Clark. As Aaron Oster mentioned, the line for Monday Night Football, uh, well, the, the number opens at 48 and a half. 48 and a half is the total for Ravens Saints coming up on Monday night. Ravens two and a half point favorites on the road on Monday Night Football against the Saints team that, again, just shut out the Raiders. Their defense coming together nicely and Andy Dalton handling himself quite well. Ravens, however, two and a half point favorites with some extra rest. Now Roquan Smith in the fold, two-and-a-half-point road favorites for Monday Night Football uh, in the FanDuel Sportsbook. And you can go bet that right now at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Let's head to the FanDuel Sportsbook right now where our friend, the general manager of the FanDuel Sportsbook, Leon Twyman, is back with us. Leon, what's going on, pal? How are you? Oh man, I'm I'm doing good, but the uh, the sports book took a big hit. I'm Ooh. not sure if you saw that. Ooh, tell me more. Ah, so um, it kind of went all over Twitter as well. Yeah, but we had a huge underdog parlay hit for seven hundred seven. It was seven hundred fourteen thousand. Wow! Wow! So, yeah, it was. Uh, it was a shocker. Um, <laughs> I actually did not know about that parlay, which was pretty crazy. So, you know, I'm at home and I get a text yeah. saying, I was going to say, hey, wait a second. This, wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. You mean to tell me the general manager of the sports book was unaware that there was a $700,000 parlay in play? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, you know, we get a lot of these parlays where, you know, people are looking to win six figures all the time and, it's just one of those things. It's so common, especially with us doing, you know, 10,000 plus bets a day. Um, you know, we were, I was going through all the bets and uh, that one I did not see. And I get a text and saying, Hey, this guest is about to win 700,000. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Can, can you walk me through what, what does it look like in those moments? Right? Like, what what is going on? How do you guys handle it? This is that it's clearly quite significant. What is when when you were? I don't. I mean, this one extraordinary. But even somebody that maybe is like a hundred thousand dollars. What does that look like in the FanDuel Sportsbook? So a hundred thousand. I don't. Um, I don't freak out too much about. Okay. Because you know we. It's pretty common when it comes to sports betting. I wouldn't say common, but it's 
it happens. So 100,000, you know, not too bad. 200,000, I'm starting to get like, eh, that's, that's pushing it. After 200,000, that's when you start freaking out and you're like, okay, so how am I going to explain this to property that we're about to lose a lot of money? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somebody's not going to be happy about it. That's real money. Um, and th these are just dumb guy questions now, Leon, because I've never, believe it or not, I've never won $700,000. Did somebody walk out of the casino with $700,000 in American money? Like, when somebody wins that much money, how does that work? Like, is there a process for it, or are you literally, like, in a back room somewhere counting cash and saying, good luck getting to your car? <laughs> Are at that point. Yes. So we give them the option of cash or check. Um, this guest in particular, he had two big parlay winners. So wait, 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 uh, wait, wait, wait. He won seven hundred thousand yeah. dollars, and he had another parlay win. So he had one parlay that was five thousand dollars to win seven hundred fourteen thousand. It was uh, Charlotte Hornets money line, Pacers money line, and the Thunder money line. So that was the big one. And two of those teams went to OT, which was crazy. Wow. Um, the second ticket he had was um, $10,000 on the Canadians and Capitals to win. So that paid out 64000 Jesus. So, uh, this guest walked out of the casino, escorted, obviously, because we wanted to make sure he got to his vehicle safe. Um Seven hundred and seventy thousand dollars, all cash. My God, my God, that is—I can't even. I just don't even know what that would feel like. What a staggering thought. By the way, the Thunder were plus four hundred, the Hornets were plus four ten, the Pacers were plus four sixty, which are all kind of extraordinary numbers, right? Like I, I, I bet five thousand. Like I just start with the fact that you felt that you had five thousand dollars to lay on that. Right. Like, like right. just start with that conversation. Like you woke up and you were like, I know what I'll do. I'll bet five thousand dollars on three massive dogs. God, that is crazy. Um, it's absolutely a, insane. Hey, man. Uh, but the, I, I guess it's proof like this is proof for people that doubt your ability to win. Like literally someone walked out with set, with nearly eight hundred thousand um, dollars, which is it's, it's unbelievable. How, how did the rest of the weekend go, Leon? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we took a huge hit that day. That was uh, that was Saturday, and then we took another hit on Sunday as well. Uh, so we lost the entire weekend. <laughs> well, 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 well. But hey, but the Ravens also uh, hit on Thursday night, so I'm sure you guys did well there. Yes, yes, we did well there. Um, you know, it, it it's it's the uh, it's the business. So. You know, we've been killing it for football season and baseball season. Basketball season is here, and that's where people are going to start winning. I mean, I, I apparently. I didn't know they were going to be winning $700,000, however. I didn't know that was the case. <laughs> so it's a good time to bring up because since the last time we chatted with you, um, uh, cash outs became official, right, at, in the FanDuel Sportsbook. So, like, tell me how this would have looked after two of those games, what was maybe the cash-out option available to this particular winner? So, unfortunately, we had to hold off on the early cash-out. So, oh, it was supposed I, to go live oh, I on the 26th. Oh, yeah, oh. so it was supposed to go live on the 26th. We actually found out that day 
um, that we could not go live with it. Wow. Uh, just because of some of the issues that came up and with us doing, uh, by the way, we ended the month of October with 276,000 bets. Um, we wanted to make sure that we don't encounter any issues with our property because Maryland Live is just insanely busy. Um, understand? Is there still plans to make it happen in the coming weeks? Yes, it should be coming hopefully in the coming weeks here soon. Okay. Um, and we're also going to be uh, because mobile will likely go live here very soon as well. We're going to be incorporating some training here uh, for cash at counter. So if you do wager on the app, you can actually come into the sportsbook here at Maryland Live, and you can actually cash out at the counter oh, from wow. your app. Oh, wow. Okay. So that creates the scenario. I think we talked about this a little bit where somebody says, well, hey, you know, mobile betting is now going to be available. I might be less inclined to, to go to the sports book, to which I say, yo, have you been in the sports book? Like the experience, no offense to whatever you got going on at home, the experience in the sports book is about a billion times better. And if now you're saying we're going to be able to integrate mobile betting with what we're doing in the book and our kiosks and the window, like now there's the scenario where like you truly could just be sitting in the sports book betting from your phone in a couple weeks and have it be fully integrated. You can go get some walking around cash when you win. Yep, it's there. So, you know, you can you can cash out or you can also uh, deposit as well. So if you don't want to, if you have cash sitting around at home and you just don't feel like going to the bank and uploading it that way, you can just come into the sportsbook at Maryland Live as well and, and deposit Wow, that's a huge opportunity. That is a really big opportunity to fully integrate these things. That's great stuff. Leon Twyman, general manager of the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Um, Leon, what is still so so? Uh, we still the the Super Bowl promo is still going on, correct? That is correct. We still have that promo happening. What other promos or what other things are going on in the FanDuel Sportsbook that folks should still be aware of? So just that for right now. Um, I, we do have some plans for some other things. Um, can't disclose it just yet, but it will be uh, okay. some very, very good incentives. I will tell you that. Oh, all right. So all right. Well, I am looking forward to it. I'm just waiting for the uh, the final word from uh, Maryland Live and from Fandle, and I'll be able to discuss that. But it's definitely going to entice uh, you know all of our guests to want to definitely come in and in the day and watching that 100 foot media wall that we have I, i'm going to continue to tell people that you could win seven hundred thousand dollars by betting in the fanduel sportsbook at live casino in hotel maryland because someone literally just did that hit occurred it can be done big winners can be had Griffin's now going to start fishing for. Uh, we should uh, remind everybody: same game parlay plus is is still available. Uh, up to twenty five legs in your same game parlay bets, correct? That is correct. And you can bet both teams of a same game parlay bet. Um, all right, I think that covers everything for now. Continue to look forward to hearing what's next. I, I would say I wish you well, and it's again, it's not that I don't. I just. I don't mind the fact that people are legitimately winning. I think it's a good thing that people can legitimately win money because it's a reminder that it's worth getting down to the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland and playing. Uh, Leon Twyman, appreciate you, my friend. We'll talk to you again next Tuesday, all right? Hey, thank you. Have a good one. It's Leon Twyman, the general manager of the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. Leon sounded a little dejected, if I'm being honest. 
I feel like that might be what happens when someone hits on a $700,000 parlay bet and you're the general manager of the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland. I feel like that is why that type of dejection might come. It's because... He comes on and he's like, oh, the book took a bit of a hit. A bit of a hit. I hadn't even seen, by the way. I did find the tweet that he was referring mm. to. It's out there. Ben Falks had tweeted about it uh, from VEASAN. Ah, rough scene. Rough scene. Great news for that dude, though. Great. Just imagine... Yeah. Um, Imagine some being like, would you like your $700,000 in cash or a check? Like, yeah, I was going to say, I can't imagine what I would do like first thing. Well, I would specifically request one of those giant like golf tournament checks like because <laughs> I've always wanted to get one of those. Like, I would be okay if, if somebody I worked a small gig for paid me like that. If somebody I only was working like a $200 gig for was like, we want to pay you with one of those giant checks. I think I, I'd, uh, I'd request a helicopter like Julia Fox and Uncut Gems. Ah, yes. And, Get uh, the F out of yeah, there, Yeah, just right? hel- helicopter out of there. I would, however, request that my boyfriend not be murdered. Like, would be, <laughs> yeah. I would also request You know what? That more money for me. I don't the process. know. Actually, yeah, life insurance, life insurance on top of the 700000 yeah, from that here. would be good. And I, and now I got to think about the Julia Fox scenario. Where would they, would the those dudes probably coming after her next? Oh, Life probably oh, uh, not great yeah. for Julia Fox in that scenario. Like they're gonna, well, I mean, do they know who she is? Do they? I, I think as 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 much as they were stalking uh, Adam Sandler, yeah, I and think Howie, Howie, yeah, <laughs> I think they were gonna figure it out. Maybe I, I know, I, but I mean if. She just has to get far enough away in the helicopter. I I don't know how far that helicopter's going. I yeah, don't because she doesn't know that he, you know, ate it. I guess at the moment. Yeah, at she the moment. Yeah, so she's she's gonna, like flying to. That's yeah, the problem. Know. She's yeah, gonna yeah. fly right back to New York, where <laughs> them dudes are not both of them because one of them is no longer with us. Uh, the one guy is definitely still gonna be waiting for her at that point. Like, right. That guy right. is getting his money. Like it's. It's well, happening. They were kind of panicking, so they were probably they they probably left. So they might be they yes, they but, they didn't seem very experienced, you know. So they might have. So she might be okay. Like, uh, I'm gonna guess. Not. They seemed freaking out. Like he would. They, they they were like he was like, why did you? He's like, why'd you do that? Yeah. Well, remember then they took care of that too. Like, right. Right. Yeah, yeah. I know. That the one guy. I think was I pretty think serious, that guy's, bro. I mean, that guy's an idiot. That guy. What? Adam Which guy? Sandler, Adam Sandler shouldn't have been killed. Well, I mean, dude, if you lock me in somewhere for hours, right? But Adam Sandler was like, business, you guys, he was like, you guys are getting your money. We did it. Yeah. Kevin at, Garnett won the tip. After you locked me in a room for, dude, if you lock me in a room for eight hours, like, it's not going to be pretty. I'm not just going to be back, get back out and be like, you know what, dude, let bygones be bygones. <laughs> like, and they don't know. Fair, I don't know. Like, he's been BSing them for, for years at that point. They have no idea if he's being truthful about it or not. Like, come on, man. Come on, yeah. I kind of, I kind of get it. I good, kinda good get movie. It. I like it. I like um, I, it was a fine movie. I, it needed, I like I, Jeremy. I think explained it well. Jeremy being a better, it, it just needed to be over. Like <laughs> you can't, you can't live like that. Like you just cannot live that way. There is not a way for a human being to be living. All right, um, tidbit time. What? Uh, uh, yeah, nothing may, is may, large. Maybe, maybe you should have had that one. I know. I didn't. I didn't even see that one. Um. Yeah. Nothing as large as seven hundred thousand. Yes. Um. The the semi biggish story going into last night's game. So someone hit had a seventeen leg NFL parlay. They hit the first uh, sixteen legs. They were all like player props, like you know, anytime touchdowns, over under on passing, receiving yards. 
Um, so those all hit, and it came down to Joe Mixon last night uh, in his over-under of 63.5 rushing yards. Um, so, and, like, the story was that he had just gotten married, apparently, and so FanDuel, like, found that out and, like, reached out to him and, like, okay. offered him a special cash-out um, option of... So it was $7 is what he put on this 17-legger, yes. and it would have paid out 124000 had okay. he hit on his Joe Mixon pick. Um and so they offered him a special cash out of sixty five thousand, because I well, I don't know if that was special or not, but they were you know saying since oh since you're getting married we'll uh, we'll offer okay. you uh, um, that. So he decided to let it ride, um, and he took the under rushing or he took the over. I'm sorry, on Joe Mixon rushing yards, right. he only had twenty seven. Right. So he it did not hit. Well, I don't know. I he he hedged. He yeah, put, he did hedge. Yes, right. and then he, well, I was building up to that. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean that's pretty significant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he put thirty four thousand on the under on his under rushing on his under rushing total um, to win sixty four k. So he made about thirty thousand dollars in the process. Yeah, that's a pretty right. good. Yeah. It worked out okay for. Could have had. Could have had a. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, uh, yeah. I guess I guess it worked out. Yeah. Yeah, it did work out. He Not as had much a lot as it, more. He could have had sixty five k if he just. I, cashed I out understand or, that, but he got the opportunity. Uh, the way that I understood it, because I saw this, one. you would have cashed out at sixty-five. Oh my god, I would have cashed out. <laughs> I would have cashed out way before we ever got to sixty-five, dog. Um, I would have cashed out at five, five dollars, five dollars. I would have cashed out. Um, the way that I understood it is that he found a very small middle ground, right, where he could have hit both bets. <laughs> There was oh that's yeah because he got the under sixty seven yards or something and right he had the it was over 63. over sixty three and a half and under sixty seven and a half so he found a spot where if he had finished with like sixty four yards. yards last night he would have hit both I actually think this is brilliant betting okay. right like okay. this is genius that he did it the way that he did it because he presented a scenario where he knew one way or the other he was going to win and win a significant amount but he created a secondary opportunity for him to potentially win a massive amount of money. When he had 27 yards in that final drive, he was waiting for the 40-yard, right, the exact 40-yard right. run from Mixon. I, I, like, look, I, I get it. He's probably disappointed that he didn't, you know, he could have had the 64 on the cash out, but he, I think he played this about as well as you could yeah, ha- imagine yeah. a better plan yes, yeah. to, to come up with a number that works. Uh, someone had a two-touchdown Play, four players to hit two, to score two touchdowns on Sunday. They all did. He had Camaro, Waddle, AJ Brown, and Derrick Henry, and he put ten dollars on it. And it would have paid out twenty five thousand, but uh, he was like Glenn Clark on that cash out button. He cashed out as hit, soon as the that cash out because uh, Henry was in the four o'clock window, so the other three were in the one o'clock window. So as soon as those three hit, he cashed out for two point four thousand dollars. You know, I mean, I I'm with him. I think it's brilliant. Uh, then someone else also put two dollars on Camara and Deontay Foreman to each score three touchdowns. They put two dollars on that. That one paid out two point eight k. Okay, <laughs> like I mean, that's actually it was Camara. Yes, Deonta Foreman to each have three, two, three. Yes, and oh, they did. Okay. All right, that's specific. Yeah. I thought it was two. So yeah, okay, that was yeah. Uh, that's and a so, hell of a bet. And then people so people love the first bet, the first basket bets in the NBA uh, or any basketball, I guess, at that point. And then filming themselves, you know, watching like the first yeah, couple seconds sure. of the game. So when it hits, they're like, "Yeah, let's go!" Um, so someone had Grayson Allen to make the first bucket, like last Tuesday night or Wednesday night or something in the Bucks Nets game. Um, and Grayson Allen literally had like four or five shots in the <laughs> first ninety seconds. 
The, the, he he missed like for, his first what you two. Get for betting on Grayson Allen. <laughs> it was hilarious to watch because he was like, oh, he was like, yes, yes, oh my gosh. And then, so Grayson Allen missed like two shots on the first possession. Went down the other end. Nets didn't convert on anything. Came back and Grayson Allen missed a missed a fast break three. Then the ball got kicked out to him, out to him again and he missed it. And then finally Giannis just made like a layup. Uh, <laughs> and he was oh like, oh, that's bitter. That's bitter. Uh, and then, so, and then uh, last one, someone had the correct score. Right for the Ravens Bucks game on Thursday night, twenty-seven to twenty-two for the Ravens, three hundred ninety to one for twenty-seven to twenty-two oh. as the exact final. As the exact final score, they put thirty dollars on that. They won twelve thousand dollars. Wow! Yeah. Wow! Wow! I mean, dude, I don't know how anyone ever bets final scores. I really don't understand how you ever make that bet. That is in, bas- in basketball. In basketball, final score. No, the the Ravens. The oh, it was the Ravens. Yeah, the Ravens. Bucks. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Sorry. We were still we sorry. were still talking about that. I'm sorry. Basketball would be impressive. You were talking about Grayson Allen. I got <laughs> yeah, my, my mind. Was I was trying to place. do a weird. I was trying to do a cute transition. You know, yeah, ending Bucks, with Ravens. Bucks. So yeah. No, basketball. you did you did well. You did well. <laughs> That's on me. I got a lot going on. I got some bad news. I'm sorry. I got some bad news right there. Um, okay. I'm sorry. I, I, and you know what? I should tell you now because we were talking about it earlier in, in in Glenn Clark Radio. We were scheduled to have Devin Duvernay join us at Tyus Bowser's show tonight. He's not going to be able to make it. So we're working on a different guest that's going to join Tyus tonight. I'm so sorry. Devin Duvernay will not be able to join us tonight. Micah but could go probably take take his shirt exactly, off. Exactly. Exactly. Just, just as good. Just as good. I'm Arm so, wrestle Tyus. I'm so I'm so sorry. I'm I'm I just got that news right then and I was trying to deal with that and that's unfortunate. Uh but uh, I have no doubt that Tyus will uh have a, a great guest that will join us tonight. I'm sorry it will not be Devin Duvernay. All right. Um, I saw one other one that I was going to share, and now I already forgot it. Oh, oh. Um, and when I was when I was looking for the the Fanduel bet, the the parlay that hit at Live Casino, Ben Fox from Veasan also shared out. <coughs> Staggeringly, before the season, someone bet at Caesars a thousand five hundred dollars on Will Fuller to lead the NFL oh, in receiving touchdowns, <laughs> five hundred to one odds. Will Fuller would have loved to see him get a chance with the Ravens to had, do that. Has not played and has now retired from football. <laughs> you never know think, he might come back. I don't think Will Fuller's gonna end up leading the NFL in receiving touchdowns. <laughs> yikes, yikes. All right, very good. Thank you, Griffin. Thanks to Aaron Oster. Thanks also to uh FanDuel Sportsbook GM Leon Twyman. We will, no, no Weekend of Bookies this week, so we'll be back next Tuesday for the next Simply the Bets. Get down to the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel to get all of your bets in this week. May the odds be ever in your favor.